0: Right here on Monday night.
1: You want a war? You're gonna get one. You fans can stick it, brother.
2: Brett screwed Brett. This
1: is bullshit. And I also appreciate
2: the fact that hell, you can kiss my ass.
0: Everyone and welcome to episode 132 of Squared Circle Gazette Radio. I am Limo Rock alongside Carl Jones.
2: I hate rap.
0: <laughs> and Kieran O'Rourke. Ah, <laughs> oh, quite like. Actually. <laughs> yeah, I I'm, I'm,
1: I'm like rap
3: though. So.
0: But you're gonna, you're gonna. Uh, I do down. like singing along too. So yeah, the, uh, Bit of, bit I felt of it, cl- it in one respect, and <laughs> Bit of conflict there. Yeah, I'm very, very conflicted. We, of course, are back this week for the Monday Night War timeline, the critically acclaimed Monday Night War timeline, talking July of 1999 in WCW and the WWF, talking every Raw, Nitro, pay-per-view, backstage tidbits uh, from the Wrestling Observer and Pro Wrestling Torch newsletters of the time to a little bit of extra insight that we may not have had during the period we were actually watching live at the time. Always a lot of fun looking back at uh, these periods of time, and uh, there's going to be a lot of interesting topics uh, to kind of broach today in terms of uh, what's actually coming Coming for the immediate future of WCW and the WWF as we uh, as we move forward here in the next several months, because a lot's about to go down uh, in WCW and and. Uh Ain't pretty. <laughs> Ain't pretty, folks. <laughs> uh, just gets a bit of housekeeping, for those of you who haven't heard any of our timeline shows before, this is, of course, uh, one of the many. I've uh, been doing this from the very beginning, so you can go back to the archives at squaredcirclegazette.com where we archive every show we've ever done. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, actually, that uh, you can, of course, now get my book, Crazy Like a Fox, The Definitive Chronicle of Brian Pillman, 20 years later on Kindle. So uh, go to uh, Amazon.com, Amazon.co.uk, or any other fine Amazon retailer anywhere around the world and pick up your copy because... Get some good reviews, people, so do me a favour, do me a solid, pick up a copy and leave a great review. If you don't like it, keep it to yourself. <laughs> and fuck you too. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move now to it, because we've got so much to talk about, we have ten pages of notes as usual and I'm just to kind of set the scene for where things are, I think this is a good note to start off with. Uh, it's an Observer Ratings Breakdown. Year over year, from June to June. Um... A year over year breakdown shows that the Monday night audience for wrestling has increased from just under 10 million uh, people to at this point more than 11 million people. But none of this is good news for WCW, which went from winning every demographic except for kids and males from 18 to 24 to losing every demographic except 55 plus age people uh, in both men and women and actually for every reason a huge increase in 55 plus women. <laughs> for WCW. Well there's a lot of sex appeal. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's the age bracket of the guys. Come on, people. It shouldn't be that hard to understand. <clears throat> uh went to guilds, like, uh, watching Hogan Fla- and that.
2: Flare in the robe in the. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Same fat chick's been chasing the horse for 20 years.
2: To there the- really are gildings in this bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Move to the torch. <clears throat> Our first notes from the torch here, uh, the plans, as of a few months ago, was to go into SummerSlam with Hunter challenging Austin for the title. Austin, winning the title back on uh, last week's Raw, which we mentioned obviously on the previous episode of The Timeline, may be the beginning of laying that groundwork. The long-term plan at this point is Steve Austin versus The Big Show at WrestleMania 2000. White, though, needs to dedicate himself to getting in shape and staying in shape. His bad timing in the match with Kane at King of the Ring hurt his locker room rep considerably. Uh, so that's the plan is Austin Big Show WrestleMania 2000.
3: Right. Great. Yeah.
0: Let's let's see how this goes in this uh in, in the next how few months. How many shows
3: uh, at, at this point already? How many times has Big Show been turned?
2: By this point specifically right, I'll, 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 comes in his heel. Yeah. Turns baby babyface mania. Yeah. By this stage he's still, he's still face. Baby face
0: He's still face. So it's only we only We on only, only had the one turn the one. so right. far. Okay. We're very early in. However, we'll see what happens in this very podcast to see if that changes. Uh, Vincent Mann, in our first note, suffered a broken tailbone and separated pelvis in a motorcycle accident on the first weekend of July. He was riding down the street when a car backed out of his driveway. Uh, He stripped the car and flipped over it, landing on his ass in a seated position.
2: What what is it about 4th of July weekend and... Jesus (laughs) Yeah. Jesus
0: <laughs> he was taken to the hospital he is able to walk but not easily there is no word on whether he will miss any TV time as a result but the recovery time before he could take bumps again is considerable I actually assumed he had some kind of uh, colonoscopy or something because uh, he's in the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. There. <laughs> so uh, we have a uh, July fifth Raw. We we'll go to uh, July fifth because this is actually is a taped Raw head to head with a big Nitro from the Georgia Dome. So we'll kick off with Raw until it's was taped. Uh, the show opens with Steve Austin accepting the Undertaker's challenge for a first blood match. Uh, Vince McMahon comes out and offers Steve the big stip: if Austin loses, he never gets another shot at the title. Uh, however, if he wins, Austin and the fans will never see Vince McMahon again and uh, Austin accepts uh, a bit of a I, I always think you can tell the difference between the tape roars and the live roars in terms of atmosphere it's a massive difference because of the way they edit the shows and uh, mm. yeah th- th- this segment really kind of stuck out for me the way they would cook quickly between you know Austin's bits of speech and Vince's bits of speech it was very kind of no dead air kind of what you see a lot of in like the yeah, it was, wasn't a lot of ITV editing I call it yeah
3: well it's just yeah it's just, um, especially when you get guys like Vince and Austin who those little moments when they they breathe and that the crowds, you know, just give the crowd a little look or something. Mm. It's kind of it's much more missed with guys like Austin than yeah. the, uh, than
0: uh, some schmo sh- further down the card. So yeah, this is of course the point where the, fan, the fans chant asshole at Vince every single time, and Austin always makes yeah. sure to get the line of then if you can hear Vince, you have got fifteen thousand people calling you an asshole. Yeah. People are fucking crazy for it every time. Every time. Uh, here's a bit of a surprise here: the Hardy Boys beat the Acolytes for the tag team titles. Uh, Bradshaw kicks out on three like a mark. Hated that. After being given the out as well before the match that he'd been injured on heat. They did that horrible oh, sketch yeah. where he punched the doctor.
3: Yeah, another concussion
0: injury. Another concussion injury. Hits with a... Gets hit with a cane. No, he's just got to kick out on three. Fucking nerd. Uh, a backstage interview with the new champ starts to air when it's interrupted by GTV. Where Draz and Prince Albert are dressed like the hose. Apparently as has perver stipulation on Sunday Night Heat that we're all watching. Withdraws saying he.
2: Just like, at, that <laughs> point, at that point, we couldn't even get into no, his country.
0: No, no, we couldn't. Um, draws on GTV saying he liked wearing that stuff because it made him feel sexy. No,
1: good
3: for him. Good for him. <laughs>
0: This is this is pure Russo here. No, oh, oh, absolutely, straight from the bowels of any room. <laughs> <laughs> Test beats Joey Abs uh, when shame it man drags Stephanie out and made her watch as the posse beat up Test. So uh, the, the storyline's progressing, gathering a bit of momentum as we head towards uh, SummerSlam, the inevitable payoff of this. China reports X Pac and the Road Dog to the police for vandalizing her car with DX tags. Uh, the police then come out mid-match. And arrest the road dog. They, actually, they, they they look for um for X Pac first, don't they? I think Finkel might Stoog, stooge's X Pac off, off. Think stooge's pack off, and then obviously he's kind of bring X Pac out to the ring to arrest Road Dog and take
2: them off together. So yeah, I'm not sure what the stories was they couldn't even find like fake uniforms for them to wear oh this is awful <laughs> wearing t-shirts with the yeah, police, t-shirt with police on the back
0: how ghetto is that <laughs> fuck's sake ghetto it's Primark
3: it's, it was a <laughs> it's also, it was a police like with a picture of Sting's face on Sting the singer <laughs> from the police not from not the Sting not Stingmon not <laughs> Stingmon
0: yeah yeah this this <laughs> China and Billy gun backstage are watching the arrest and saying they got what they deserved follow us here people this is a compelling story that will have a great payoff shortly at least
2: they're watching the TV in a more natural angle than you get on today's mm-hmm.
0: yeah I'll give you that Yeah, they're,
2: to... you know, they're actually sort of square on with the TV yeah as opposed to looking off to the side at the TV
0: I don't know why I wrote this angle down Jarrett beat Chaz Hit him with a guitar And a fat Thrasher made the save This didn't lead anywhere As best I remember It was just
2: a re- it was a reunion of the headbangers People actually
0: remembered Thrasher It surprised me mm.
2: Wow well. <laughs> Here
0: we go Edge beats the big boss man It's pushed as a big win for Edge here To beat uh, Ray Trailer. Yeah,
2: well we'll see this as the month goes on There, there is a concerted effort to emphasise Edge more if, if not with minutes on TV At least in JR's comedy You can tell JR's mm-hmm. really giving it a hard sell for Edge
0: Yeah he likes Edge uh, of course the, after the the victory Bossman really puts him over by beating the shit out of Edge and Christian two on one with a nightstick no Gangrel here uh, I should mention that Edge and Christian had stopped Gangrel from attacking Val Venus earlier in the show again very important to follow these threads um, Billy Gunn beats me I've written down here without realising the uh, the inherent <laughs> comedy of that line um, China and Billy Gunn then spray paint PMS and me after the match in the same colour paint as the car had been mm. vandalized black
2: the only the only good thing the only good thing about this entire skit is je- we get great sarcastic JR on comedy. Yeah. Oh, the black spray paint. This doesn't seem very original, king. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, was, he, he he wasn't he yeah, he didn't have anybody on the mo on the earphones that day. He was in the he was in the uh, the office and in, in the production. See, see his little
3: snipe so, I believe why JR pisses people off like Vince Russo. And that's why they get uh, called you, out. Yeah, going back to last week's show. Yeah, getting called out.
0: Maybe just pipe it down a little bit, Jr. I think so. it, You know, win friends and influence people. I'm Just saying. Kane beats the Big Show and Bob Holly in a handicap match when the Undertaker oh. distracts the Big Show and Kane pins the Big Shot. <laughs> I quite like Bob. I, the, I thought he was funny. Bob the Big Shot this month is actually quite amusing. This, <laughs> I, this I is, it, 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 the is next phrase.
2: week, which I think is, is yeah. Pink Bob Holly. <laughs> <what> I mean? <laughs> There's a
0: phrase you never thought I'd hear you say: Pink Bob Holly. <laughs> post match and take a team up to beat on a big show and then take a drills uh, show in the face with a chair oh, rough chair shot so you.
3: many fucking
2: oh yeah <laughs> this is a bad season. one
0: too that was a bad one they take uh, show blades but it's kind of a weak blade job but uh, he does obviously they're trying to put over that he can bust people open for the first blood mm. match with Austin uh, and in your main event The Rock beats Triple H in a cage match and then Triple H and Billy Gun beat up The Rock to end the show after Triple H gets the visionary himself, yeah, 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 that's
2: not lost on anybody.
0: Yeah, the, the 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 victory, the real victory, and then of course Rock actually gets the victory, and then they beat him up afterwards too.
2: Yeah, I I, I was mm. just finding quite jarring on that road the distinct lack of Austin.
0: Yeah, well he's, he's on the first he's segment. On that's on that it, first segment
2: and then you don't see him or Vince for the rest of the show. I just find that as quite striking.
0: Yeah, they really were kind of putting a lot of emphasis on Rock and Triple H carrying the number uh, on this show moving along now WCW Nitro The same saying like this was a big show for them they were talking about bringing in Dennis Rodman and Master P bringing back Bret Hart for this show let's see what goes down they drew 25,338 fans to the Georgia Dome only 19,000 of them paid however it's the smallest WCW has drawn in that building so far
2: and and that's the thing you, you, you and I'll, I'll talk a bit more going forward about the, the tone of shows and how you choose to set them off uh, using these first two shows in July as a contrast but just the, this, the general perception of it's July so they always go to the Georgia Dome on July 4th weekend see Goldberg on the belt there last year and you look at this and, you, and uh, you, you what think, difference a year makes yeah but, but just this notion of you know we talk with WDF and how they pad the numbers they throw a line out there she only just says the 25,000 Do you think? not even going to bullshit anymore they <laughs> are not even going to bullshit you say, like, it's not even half full at all Okay, you've got the stage, we take a good chunk of room. We think that holds 60,000 when it's full, and then when it pans out, yeah, and you just see those upper tiers just empty. Jesus Christ,
3: particularly the first half of the show when it's in daylight. Yeah, you can see obviously the the light coming in through the top
0: of the the dome, and oh my god, the whole upper deck just fucking completely empty. It looks awful, it looks awful because when they pan up because like the, the, I guess I don't know if it's the, the way the, 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 the actual lens looks or whatever it's one of those it things just,
2: they do on nitros. they do that sort of that far out exactly thing, but
0: though, <laughs> relatively speaking you can't tell the difference from one arena to the next so it just looks like it's a half empty normal <laughs> arena the way that it's like it just looks terrible um, we kick it off with uh Hooping to the Guerrero and Charvo Guerrero getting the shit kicked out by Big Sid and Randy Savage oh,
2: Savage kills Hoovy with the elbow drop
0: yeah. injures him injures Jesus. him Jesus. with the elbow yeah the, the, there's a number on his uh, I think it's his shoulder but uh, yeah hurts him bad here on the elbow and they do a fucking terrible promo with Kevin Nash mm. right after this Nash who's with Tori on the video wall, taking
2: nothing seriously
0: offers Sid a title shot and he's doing that kind of thing where he clearly wants to mack on Tory like he's just he's all over it's like you fucking slime ball like just the way
2: he's giving a little yeah. what would Che think yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know. But uh Nash says that uh she's yeah, oh sorry. Savage asks where gorgeous George is and uh Nash says she's getting dressed. How cool. Cuz he's fucked her too.
2: <laughs> and then she just wonders out. Is that Randy's voice? <laughs> Look at the fucking screen, dipshit, cuz Nash can see
0: him. Yeah. It's bad. Like it's, it's like this is this. Yeah, he's booking himself to try and look at the coolest yep. guy. couldn't yeah. look more insecure when you look it's at it through with, with that lens. Not cool. That's. I don't give a shit about insecure. And that it's if you're the top star.
3: If he was cool doing it, mm. then fine. But it's all like a nerd. It's the, even
2: at the start of the show when they do that the, the callback with the video package, and you're reminded about the hideous hostage situation from the week before.
0: Oh God. <sighs> anyway, so we move on from that god awful segment we've got Nash and Sid coming up can't wait for that (laughs) Ric Flair strips Scott Stein of the United States title and gives it to David (laughs) Buff Bagwell comes out to challenge him and I laugh my ass off at this because Buff has got to be like just the nerdiest baby face in the business at this point he's kissing up to these Georgia fans so unmercifully it's so desperate it's obnoxious it's so That's obnoxious all the time. and they
2: don't care outside of mentions of the word either Georgia or Atlanta yeah which he says
0: about a thousand times to try yeah. and get the hometown boy buzz because yeah. he got a good pop there once after he broke his neck and then at the end, at the end Buff tells him to hit his music and they don't <laughs> 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 fucking loser oh god a segment aired after this uh, obviously this is setting up Buff and David uh, a segment after this airs with Lodi presenting Lenny Lane with uh, pink and purple tights backstage uh, Lenny says that Lodi knows him like a book and Lodi says I've read every page Lodi assures Lenny that they wouldn't care when they found out about them the camera panned over to a sign on a door that read closet
1: mm.
2: Right, now before we <laughs> be on with the rest of the show I, I just want that, that contrast of, of those two shows that start that's the first half an hour yes first first 45 minutes think about it you're starting off with Austin and Vince who you know are over like Rover and then at least you keep the momentum going to some extent with you wouldn't think it on the Sips but Hardy Boys Against the Aquiles but it's Hardy's in their hometown they get a nice hometown pop A title change you're keeping that momentum you're off to a good start you sort of build up nice and early and it you Have a little bit of a lull in between, it's, it's okay because you, you know you've started well. Contrast that with this half empty arena starting off with a cruiseweight match, which is quite sloppy, let's be honest. Yeah, it's that not the best. doesn't get a finish because it has a running to a nonsensical Sid and Savage pro with Nash. Those two, the fu- those two together are just and, <laughs> trash. So then you've got. Rick Flair and his son, who's terrible. No, not you, even terrible, and right? You tra- and you tra- and then you transition that to Lenny and Lodi. Think about those contrasts of shows, David Just Flair. think about that. Let it settle in.
0: Kieran looks like he really wants to get something off his chest. Like Dave David Flair
3: is like, explain this to me.
0: <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing He's for you.
3: Fucking. I I can't you are lost for words and I, that I, really I'm happens. trying to think of something that's not offensive to people I think we we've settle. reduced mental capacities we settled on the word mongoloid before He looks such a mongoloid <laughs> It's like the gimmick's like it, it, he's been given the belt yeah but he's fucking like he's an embarrassment he's an embarrassment to himself as he's standing out there with the
2: inability to talk it's embarrassing. I feel bad for this fucking mongoloid. <laughs> no, but the thing is the thing is the thing is I can I can forgive, you know, sort of nervousness if you're not a natural. That sort of thing, you you, know, you may not be able to convey yourself as authentically as you'd like on on the microphone. That's that's fine. That's one thing, right? Imagine any of us in this position. We may get some some nerves and may not be crisp performers by any means. But we'd at least look like we wanted to be there. You know, since January when he's first put in, he's given Tori as a piece of arm candy. And don't tell me he probably didn't crack onto her at some point. He probably did. Or at least he would have tried. He should have tried. He possibly didn't because he's not all there. <laughs> <laughs> then Try then, on. then Come on, You know, you get plenty of TV time, or should you get nice big paychecks? You know, get to have some fun on the road with your old man at least look like you're human and you're able to enjoy something convey anything <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I, but he shouldn't even be there he was of so of course he of course fucking... he shouldn't
2: but if you put us in that position we shouldn't be there either but we can at least come off like we wanted to be there who thought it was a good idea to put him on on, the, on a show who
3: There's nothing at all about him they didn't even like, the company didn't even like Ric Flair
2: no so what the fuck <laughs> that's, that's, it, that's, is that a curious thing about it they, the, the, a lot of the higher ups don't like flair
3: I, honestly so. I, I, it crossed my mind at this point <laughs> why are they doing it, it, it <laughs> they, if that's why you saturate yeah you saturate it with, 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 saturate it with flair and family f- f- flair and friends <laughs> and yeah so it tanks and then you point the finger at him because it just it's so embarrassing without point on a guy that they were actively trying to fucking humiliate at every yeah. turn. It makes no sense to me, apart from the fact you're just trying to sully the whole fucking family name yeah. by putting this mongoloid on TV and
0: embarrassing the whole family. I know, that's what it is. When I think about it, the whole big thing was as much as they buried Flair, who's actually still pretty good in the ratings, mm. And this is the way to kill it. This and turn him here when everyone loved him. And it did, it did its job too. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, and after after all of this so far the best thing on the show I thought there's a, a video package for the return of Bret Hart that was so ace where Mike Tenage doing the, the, the voice over and top is like god damn it they've got Bret Hart <laughs> like you, know, you, you forget this throughout this yeah, the, this yeah. timeline they've got Bret Hart and yeah. Bret Hart's this video came off so sympathetic so great it's like fucking Bret Hart come on Bret after, after the Owen death obviously two months before his return is tonight and they play this video and we'll get to what happens shortly after but uh, yeah the video was so ace
2: well you, you generally forget that they've got Bret Hart from December 97 onwards yeah yeah
0: well time he's not there so there you go so this is his first appearance after Owen's death and he comes out for a promo and I thought this was really hard to watch mm. this is like yeah it's it's very clearly unplanned and yeah. it's just like oh Jesus Christ yeah, yeah, yeah what are you going to say I'm not going to criticise the guy but I'm just saying I don't know no, if he should have done it really. it's not a
2: criticism of Brett you just think what's yeah, he supposed to there's do the, yeah there's, there's a million places I'm sure he'd probably rather be and and we'd rather he be somewhere else where he's, you know, not put in that situation. Yeah, still
0: think. clearly very well as he would be, but you know, he just doesn't know what to say, and then at the end he just mm-hmm. goes, oh, "I don't know if this is the end." Well,
3: that's it all the way through, yeah, all the way through. He doesn't know. He uh, doesn't know what's going on. It's pretty much. Well, in one respect, I hated it because it's yeah, you've put they've just jammed him on the fucking Georgia Dome show for a rating. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like it's kind of it was kind of a platform to say something. To the public, it was just so awkward.
0: Was nice. He didn't want to be there. He didn't, yeah. he doesn't, he didn't have anything to say. He said it, it was a quick thank you, but to no one in particular. Said he doesn't know if he's going to wrestle again. it says, if he doesn't, to all the boys, I hope it wasn't too stiff. Yeah. And that's it. And it's like, just... <sighs> Yeah, yeah, you come out of it thinking, goddamn. Well, that fucking sucks. <laughs> that sucks. I don't want to watch any more wrestling right yeah. now, to be honest. <laughs> After this whole fucking thing, poor Brett. So, of course, we then move to the promoted kickboxing match between Jerry Flynn and Ernest fuck Miller you know.
2: <laughs> this sucks Cause, cause, the crowd cause, hates this cuz they, so really, they learned from what the WWF did with the brawl for all. <laughs> oh, you know. I at wonder least, I wonder who this least,
0: appealed to in the uh, in the hierarchy <laughs> by the way
2: yeah you know, cuz the the fucking boxing match between Flair and no no Flair and that didn't I? it's, it's P- Piper there. and Buck oh, coming yeah, no, up no, no, I'll get my chronology mixed up we'll get to that but at least you know You'd give them, you know, a smidgen of credit if they'd at least had the decency to go. Well, we tried that. You know what? That didn't work. We won't do anything stupid like that again. Come on, Carl Let's see. We've what, been in this timeline long enough let's now. Let's see what the rest of the month brings.
0: Yeah. Crowd, like I said, crowd hated this. Joey Flynn wins. Let's all move on with our lives.
2: By DQ, yeah. if I remember rightly. <laughs>
0: Ronnie <laughs> Piper comes out for a promo as a heel, and this is terrible stuff. It's one of the worst Piper promos I've ever seen in my life. He brings out, including bringing out a fake sting and questioning him about whether or not he drove the white Hummer before he beats him up. And then challenges Buff Bagel to a boxing match before JJ Dillon comes out and somehow says that Mills Lane is going to referee the match. Well, I was
2: trying not to cough over the microphone. Yeah.
0: Did you mention that, that Piper is... President Vice, President, Vice President, under, R- under Flair.
2: RPVP. R- R- Thank v- <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have no idea what he was saying. So, definitely something though. Yeah. On something. Why is JJ Don got any power again?
2: It's not explained. It doesn't
0: matter. How is Mills Lane the referee? These These are, are the committee corners. say something?
3: There's a committee. Oh, there's Second, so many entities. Every,
2: every so often. Where's the which boss? Is, which, which, is yeah, sort of the real life shoot. Isn't there? Are so many committees with, yeah. within the Time Warner company, but. Yeah, yeah, every so often you get this uh, sort of periodic reference to a committee of some sort wouldn't you you know what it is it's like if the WWF
3: was Judaism with it's one god of Vince McMahon of, of, of you know authority figure WCW is like just some kind of pilgrim, uh, well, pilgrim. It's, it's,
2: it's got the Judean <laughs> popular people's front the people's front of Judea the popular <laughs> Pop- yeah. the splitters um, <laughs> um, many gods many yes. gods
0: yeah Let's worship more.
2: As many gods as arms on Vishnu. Mm.
0: Piper says that if Mills Lane thought he had problems with Tyson, here we go again. Oh, I missed that. Thankfully, <laughs> shit line. oh Tyson, he was on the other. That other yeah, yeah. show <laughs> What's well, going and on? This, more?
2: And, and, and this is the thing. We'll get to this as the month progresses. But this notion of they pluck out less everything that WF has already used within the last 6 to 12 months to emphasise how stale they are they're not they're not not even allowing for the statute of limitations on an angle they're bringing out Mills Lane who WWF used in December of the previous year less than 6 months ago
3: be work. Try,
2: try and look more second <laughs> they now try as the monk progresses <laughs> we should play a game
0: <laughs> can they be more second rates let's track it Lane didn't know if the baby was in California or Florida but he still did the second best interview of the entire show says Dave Meltzer he had no idea what was going on but he at least sounded excited about it <laughs> elsewhere on the show Eddie Guerrero complains that Allegro stole his wallet so he went through to see their faces to find the culprit and then mocked every single one of them except Psychosis who he said was a good looking guy I, I,
2: I like that <laughs> yeah. including the older Oh, Prince I
1: care what to do with the mess? <laughs> Eddie was good Eddie was great it was, it, Eddie was the only
2: good thing so
0: this went on for like this is like a recurring thing throughout the show and of course as you mentioned to me Kieran went nowhere oh no it didn't go anywhere No. <laughs> oh,
2: no one said it was that good it's just you know in comparison nothing
3: so much the next four weeks of Nitro goes nowhere in the
0: the grand scheme of things here we go now this is the thing the idea behind this is that Bishop wants all the Mexicans to unmask in particular Psychosis and originally it was going to be shot from the front as a way to build to unmasking the guys and and who was who kind of a thing Um, who knows how ideas get changed and it turned out to be a useless time filler because they just switched it cool (laughs) (laughs) I love it. David Flair pins Buff Bagwell after Roddy Piper does a run-in. Jesus. So that's the end of that. that that's but... the end of that
2: hometown boy. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that, hot lantern? Kurt
0: Hennig and crew perform Rap is Crap and start by asking the fans if there's any rednecks in the attendance to which they all cheered. <laughs> I love that. Are there just... any rednecks in the house? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I
3: love it. That was so awesome. This, if they just kept the cameras at a distance, this would have been okay. Apart from the,
0: it was a close-up song. Windham on the drums. Windham on drums is the one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this guy is like, yeah, he's a kid playing Fisher Price. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I was just happy not to see him in his fucking tiny shorts from the month before. So <laughs> everything's is, an improvement. This is
2: true, and they even got Pyro at the end. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Stars
2: how did this company lose money in the second half of the year? <laughs> one wonders
0: well we'll come to that in a second Malenko Benoit and Saturn beat the triad clean I actually thought it was a pretty good match um and of course Megadeth perform live how did they lose all that money I wonder Carl and it ends with Goldberg returning to a big pop and they cut to commercial and then you
2: cut to commercial and you don't
0: see him again. yeah so he comes out for about five seconds hey Goldberg's back haven't seen him in a while and he's gone
2: on, on um unannounced if I remember rightly as well there was no build to the two no. of Goldberg no one connected do the think...
0: dots that Megadeth and Goldberg no it was just he no. just showed up no.
2: might have been an idea to you know possibly do a couple of video packages in the weeks leading up to the Georgia Dome show Maybe mm. get a few more people in yes just a thought and of <laughs> course <do> I know?
0: <laughs> in your main event Kevin Nash versus Sid Vicious if you don't know how these Nitro main events end by now folks I don't know what to tell you DQ in 90 seconds ding, and ding, Randy Savage in a <laughs> The fake Sting runs in to attack Nash. The fans chant Goldberg, but instead got Sting. Nash, having been fooled, attacks the real Sting. Nash then says what's left of gorgeous George is in his dressing room. Randy Savage then sprints into the room, (laughs) freaks out, slaps Tori Wilson straight in the face.
3: what the fuck was this? And then
0: grabs
2: Gordon's George and throws her across the room. And, and mi- then Mimic's kicking her as... she <laughs> yes! goes off the air. <laughs> why? Af- after all that... After all that... We come away from the Nitro. Nash is still the cool guy in theory because he leaves Sting Yeah, right theory over. only. He gives... He gives up the location anyway. So why fucking bother? <laughs> and then Savage is clearly a wife, beater.
3: Like, to the most... Gratuitous sense <laughs> This was
0: fucking well, He comes storming in his face <laughs> He beats the shit out of them yeah. It was I was It was pretty fucking disturbing Really the point So Tori laughed When Sarah <laughs> oh, was freaking weird. out was- And then he slaps her To try and And she still laughs And she still laughs Because she just can't believe What's going on <laughs> <sighs> The ratings are in That's the end of the show The ratings are in Raw did a 6.0 the Nitro's 3.3 The Megadeth concert did a 2.1 The lowest rated quarter hour in years so It really, really was Megadeth <laughs> It
2: really was Against Rockets the, It was crushed Yeah, crush him
0: maybe That one in the show Crush him Lovely I thought it was an underrated tune
2: They used it on Dawson's Creek for God's sake ah,
0: Never mind then A 2.1 for Megadeth going against Rock and Triple H in The Cage which did a 6.6 6. Nash and Sid bought the rating all the way up to a 3.8 So there is some steam, I guess, behind Big Sydney.
2: I think that's just inexcusable.
0: The appearance of Bret (laughs) Hart did a 4.2 to peak the show, and opposed. In the UK, Raw did 360,000 viewers to Nitro's 270,000, so... Raw picks up the Duke here in uh, in Blighty. WCW management did not expect Randy Savage to be as rough with the women as he was at the end of Nitro. He was supposed to blow a fuse over Kevin Nash kidnapping George, but being as physical and abusive as he was with both women was considered unacceptable and an embarrassment to the company. His demeanor backstage began as a locker room joke, but now has become a source of concern. The heat came down heavily on Bischoff since a lot of Time Warner brass were at the show live at the Georgia Dome. Oh, boy.
2: If I'm them, I'm more concerned about that upper tier. <laughs> yeah. Frankly. <yeah. laughs> <laughs> Bret
0: Hart apparently cried before and after appearing in front of the crowd uh, for the first time since his brother's death, but tried hard to keep himself together while on the ring so he could express his thoughts. He told friends that he wasn't comfortable out there yet and that it was too soon to come back. Kevin Nash complained to many people about Bret Hart's interview ending at 9.03pm when it was supposed to go the whole quarter hour. Fucking Jesus
2: fuck how you. long how long did DDP have it programmed to go to pom Pilot <laughs>
0: I don't know fuck you I Kevin Nash. It's it's fuck you back Even though he may be having second thoughts, Brett this is, when push comes to to shove, it is expected that he will come back for his proposed programme with Hulk Hogan, the first match of which will probably be either the Halloween Havoc pay-per-view from Las Vegas or World War 3 from Toronto. Hart, Hogan and Bischoff met in Chicago to go over plans at the end of June, uh, which would lead to Hogan returning to television in August, and Hart returning as a full-time television performer in September to build up a series of babyface matches. Hart and Hogan, for the belt.
3: Um, I'm
0: skeptical. This is Hogan gravy training off the air. Uh, this is actually ta- <laughs> didn't he show up on like fucking Larry King and say that him he was really close to Owen or something like yeah, that? Like okay. probably. I say I'm very skeptical. The Hulk Hogan would want a babyface feud with Bret Hart at this point. Yes,
2: pa- particularly with one of the shows being in Toronto. Mm, that's suspicious to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: we'll see if it happens. <laughs> I'm sure it will it is expected that the tag match with Nash and Sting versus Vicious and Savage on the pay-per-view will be ruled as the winner of the fall gets the title Kevin Nash talked about it on the WCW Live internet show but it hasn't been mentioned on television but it's been talked about in discussion but not necessarily as a finalised decision within the booking meetings it still appears that Hogan will end up with the belt by the end of the fall so uh, there you go they haven't even announced the title match for the pay-per-view or what the match is
2: but we know where the belt's going to end up yeah possibly
0: in a tag match Obviously. <laughs> Don't worry about it. On July 6th, Jerry Lawler told reporters in Memphis he will be running for mayor of Memphis. The following day, Lawler picked up a petition from the Election Commission officers in Memphis, which requires 25 signatures nominating him for a spot on the October 7th ballot. Lawler showed up with a stack of autographed pictures with a caption that read, Crown the King Mayor of Memphis, and traded them for signatures on his thing. <laughs> <laughs> the day after that, both the League of Women Voters and the National Organisation of Women complained about Lawler's website, which includes risque photos, as you'd expect on the internet, of a wrestling valet. His girlfriend, Stacey Carter, complaining about it being a sexist portrayal of women, and saying that if Lawler was elected, she'd potentially be the city's first lady.
2: Somewhere, Fritz von Erich was very proud of that movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, at least he fucking autographed it him himself. That's <laughs>
2: <laughs> wonderful
0: Yeah, there was a huge story in the Calgary Sun on Davey Boy Smith saying he's back to training twice a day and hopes to be back in the ring in the WWF by the end of the summer. Smith said in the article that he doesn't feel any pain in his spine
3: <laughs> he doesn't feel anything
0: at all <laughs> <laughs> regarding the lawsuit, Smith was trying to remain neutral publicly saying Martha and Brett have the right to do what they want with the lawsuit but I don't point fingers
2: I just imply
0: (laughs) Smith has been telling people that he won't be able to take any suplexes but thinks he can work around that. what a healthy fucking picture (laughs) that sounds like
2: I'm training twice a day I can't feel any pain in my spine because I can't feel most of my upper body and I can't take any back bumps give me a push yeah yeah but not too hard the plan for
0: Ernest Miller to win the US title and view with Disco Inferno which we talked about in the last podcast was dropped for the David Flair angle (laughs) I (laughs) have the frying pan into the fire just so you folks at home know Carl was about to mimic wiping sweat from his brow as if we dodged a close one there (laughs) Miller okay this is great Miller may still feud with Disco where the loser can't dance anymore. When Disco was told that he was going to lose, he told Nash, the booker, that it would kill his gimmick. Nash apparently just told Disco to keep dancing anyway. <laughs>
2: Remember me in the power bomb? Just think <laughs> that. that piece of shit. On July 9th, Sting
0: did an interesting interview in the Miami Herald saying he was disappointed that WCW chose to give away his first match with Goldberg on TV with very little fanfare. He said he fought with management, pleading with him to build it up and turn it into a money match, but they decided to go ahead and do it on Nitro. On WCW's problems, Stingmon says, It's the same old thing. When we advertise the main event on our show on Nitro and you look at your watch and it's 10 minutes before the end, (laughs) I'm a fan at home watching and I'm going, well they've got 10 minutes here, what's going on? And then there's an interruption in the match and you don't deliver. There's no payoff for the people watching. You've advertised this main event, the whole program, and there's no payoff. There's no winner and there's lo- no loser. There's a run in. There you go. Well. Wow. He talked about WCW needing to create new stars. He said the people that matter in WCW totally disagree with that philosophy. He knocked, <laughs> he knocked the recent fake Sting angle, saying, Been there, done that. He's the one that's out there and he can feel this not working. <laughs> sting. Summon it up. Preach. Yeah. <laughs> As he would for years to come in his July 10th column in the Calgary Sun uh, in reference to the previous story in the Calgary Sun about Davey Boy Smith Bret Hart says saw a strange sight yesterday dogs rolling around in shit and loving every minute of it for some reason it made me think about how the British Bulldog will do anything to work for the WWF oh, fucking hell. it's just, oh, it's
2: just such, a, such a sorry state of affairs for that family yeah Jesus
0: Scott Hall <laughs> just, we haven't mentioned him for a while. <laughs> just when you thought the depressing news wouldn't get any more depressing, Scott Hall appeared backstage at an ECW house show in Orlando on July 11th, the same night WCW expected him to attend the pay-per-view. Several who were backstage said that Hall looked to be intoxicated. Looked so to be. it's entirely possible he was trying to get to WCW. I was going
2: to say, there's nothing in there that says that he didn't just wind up at the wrong place. Uh, there, yeah. that's, that's got a job. CW
0: C- <laughs> that's gotta be it <laughs> he was asked if he was worried about what WCW officials would think and Scott Hall responded saying he didn't care as long as they continued to send him the cheques <laughs> the same day while Scott Hall's telling everybody this it is of course WCW Bash at the Beach 1999 and what a
2: show oh, Jesus Christ what this a is show just...
0: oh. 13,624 fans don't sell out the building
2: remember what I said before about how it's important to get shows off to a hot start think about that Raw you know those first 20 minutes you've got Austin and Vince and you've got hometown warriors winning winning, winning belts important way to start the show get you off on the right foot so uh, what opened the show Liam
0: well is this the uh, I actually don't have that what did open the show <laughs> what did open the show it's not now no I didn't write it down
2: Disco Inferno versus Ernest the Cat Miller <laughs> where they actually referenced the notion of they actually mentioned on commentary it was suggested that the loser would no longer be allowed to dance suggested. but now we understand it's just a regular match <laughs> <laughs> off we go <sighs> 13,624
0: fans don't sell out the building a point four buy rate for 150,000 buys in the middle of a wrestling boom a show combining poorly conceived ideas with largely bad matches and a crowd that came to see a big event and somewhere along the way found it more interesting to watch the antics of beach balls being bounced through the crowd
2: mm.
0: <laughs> this is the dying days of WCW we're talking about here folks just to let that set in not Matt Hardy. Yeah. WCW employees were told that all references to the slap of uh, Toy Wilson and uh, the being thrown around of Gorgeous George were to be taken off the website and no clips of the final Nitro scene, which was abruptly cut off, were allowed to be aired in packages on the shows or for the rest of the week. However gorgeous George came to the ringside with sunglasses on then took them off to reveal two black eyes one of which was more prominent than the other however in typical WCW fashion the announcers never acknowledged them even when the close ups made them obvious because they were encouraged not to
2: now I, I feel it's I feel it's important that as, as, as much of a uh, concern as that is for the company from a PR perspective I think it's important to go match by match through this card just to make the point okay so if you'll indulge me Liam, if by it's all okay. means by all means as I say we we started off listen with to the, this man. we started off with listen. the classic which was Ernest Miller versus Disco Inferno which actually only went eight minutes it felt longer and you know so okay Jets are maybe a bit cold crowd need to be brought back up what can we do what can we do think everybody think did the crowd no.
3: not get into the dance in, in that match
2: no wow out comes Rick Steiner in a world TV title match against Van Hammer (laughs) but that's okay because out next is Kieran's boy David Flair beating Dean Malenko (laughs) the crowd are so excited by this point I don't think they can take any more everyone calm down it's the No Limit Soldiers against the West Texas Rednecks in an elimination match which goes 15 fucking minutes
0: and the No Limit Soldiers win
2: yep No Limit Soldiers win and then, almost as if to emphasize the current state of WCW, we're off to the junkyard <laughs> for the hardcore battle royal. <laughs> it's pyro and ballyhoo everywhere, and people seriously getting hurt. Yeah, I so mean, here so, we get si- the- Silver King at one point jumps off the roof of another car onto the bonnet of a car below it. <laughs> Fucking moron.
0: Silver King doing that suffered a long cut that extends from his shoulder to the middle of his back and
2: needed sixty stitches to close it. It's okay, because now we've built up and we're hitting the home stretch. It's you know it's a big crescendo, blow by blow. Jersey tried versus Saturn and Benoit, handicap match for the tag belts. Marvelous, <laughs> three on two for tag yeah, belts, and the heels win. But it's okay, because we're on to the boxing match next. It's Buff Bagwell. It's Roddy Piper. And Judy Bagwell's in Buff's corner. (laughs) Yes, she is, Carl. And she bites Piper, so we get another Tyson throwback. And then we get to the illustrious tag match.
0: The main event. The
2: fact that this show even managed to muster 150,000 buys is a miracle in itself.
0: (laughs) They didn't do a good job bringing them back from this car. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. (coughs) Yeah, so of course, Savage... Think about this, after all the concern that he'd caused, Randy Savage wins the WCW (laughs) title on this show, when Gorgeous George turns on Kevin Nash, of course, and Savage pins him with the elbow. Of course, the fans are chanting Goldberg during this match, because why wouldn't they?
2: Well, he was on Nitro the week before, why isn't he there?
0: (sighs) No idea. David Flair, of course, beats Malenko, as we mentioned. Toy Wilson is back in David's corner. They didn't even make an attempt to explain that one, other than saying her 72 hours with Nash must have been up. I mean, she was. Except wrestling. David Flair won that match, and she left David voluntarily to go with Kevin. and She just.
2: Uh, this was in the June it's, time. It's, of it's the wrestling business. Um, yeah, I've got that
0: thing. <laughs> she just, it just, it just changes. In the Junkyard Battle Royal, Hack dislocated his shoulder while performing a somersault. Um, Hugh Morris needed stitches in his hand when he put it through a windshield, and Michael Whipper accepted a concussion. This show stinks. <laughs> It's, it's fucking, this is so bad. I don't
2: think, if I remember right, we don't see Hack in a WCW ring. No, ever this again. is it.
0: This is it for Hack. This is it for
2: him. Oh, and, and Finley's not long for the for the world when it comes to in-ring competition either. No, he doesn't step back in the ring again until what? 05
0: No, I think that, there's, that he, he injures himself He's, after this.
2: Uh, see, I, I always thought there was yeah, injuries the involved. Yeah, Finley wins he is, it. I'm, 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 oh. sh- I'm sure he doesn't last much longer after this. No, he doesn't. It certainly kind of helped either way.
0: Oh, yeah, this, this is this is rotten. This is a this, this is honestly watching this like God. You're watching. I to say a loved one by this point. you are watching someone die before your we eyes.
2: Well, I just I've come to the conclusion, Liam, that between this and the reviews, we need to have a conversation because I've clearly done something to upset you, and I'm not sure what it is. is
0: that making you watch all this WC. I, f- I feel
2: like a, I'm paying a penance here for something. <laughs>
0: the next day let's move on to to, to something else Carl something that might bring a little bit more of a smile to your face hopefully July 12th it's announced that Jesse the Body Ventura, or Jesse the Mind, uh, will be participating at SummerSlam. It can't be emphasised strongly enough what a major coup this is, not simply because Ventura's name associated with SummerSlam will lead to curiosity buys and strengthen the buy rate. While WDF continues to draw good ratings and maintains loyal fan support, its image from the outside has taken a beating over the past few months. Ventura's association with the event takes the prime WWF story away from stories about the product content, the Rena Mero lawsuit, and the death of Owen Hart. Ventura is already in full fledged defensive thin skin mode in terms of the media response and is refusing to talk about what his payoff for this show is he was asked several times and said it's his personal business and uh, and therefore he doesn't need to disclose that information but then yeah. bullshit and say it's going to be a charity thing which it wasn't
2: yeah this um, the press reaction is what you would expect and basically if anything it's the beginning of the end of his governorship <laughs> and, and and we're only eight months in
0: yeah the
2: extent he's gone to hide the
0: details of the deal, uh, and the WF personnel are forbidden to talk about it at Ventura's request, uh, make me very uneasy when a major political figure goes to such a great extent to hide things. So I think it is only his personal business. After being so strong publicly about the business after Owen Hart's death this past week, Jesse Ventura was revealed as just another politician whose viewpoints are on sale to the highest bidder. In this business, who'd thunk it? In this business,
2: everybody's a whore. <laughs>
0: Carl Jones' hot take there for you. Prove jealous. me wrong kids <laughs> Prove me wrong Even his own hero Mick Foley oh, It's true We don't need to talk about that man anymore Same day, July 12th It was ruled in a Hartford court That Titan Sports owned the rights to the name Sable there was no legal precedent, even if uh, Rena Mero was able to prove her charges, where she would get the name. Negotiations began and continued throughout the week to work out a settlement between the two sides. The $140 million lawsuit, which garnered much publicity with the sensationalistic sexual harassment charges, was, at its best and worst, a high-stakes poker game in an attempt for Mero to get the rights to the name Sable and to keep her reported $850,000 deal for Playboy that she negotiated herself, rather than having it done by Titan Sports as her contract Uh, specifies so uh, yes no you don't get the name sable and to a uh, lifetime of d movies and useless public appearances it is now for rena mero she disappears into the ether for a while after this
2: doesn't really make me sad to be honest
0: (laughs) it's so weird though like she was like goes from like the biggest ratings draw in the company believe it or not like show by show we talked about this at the start of the year so now she's just completely forgotten mm-hmm. I know, even, even more
3: gobsmacking to me is they think they can just kind of shoehorn Deborah in as the new eye candy yeah. for everyone to cheer over now yep. it's like yeah work
2: well, quick enough did it I, can say, I, I can't it sp- didn't do bad I can't speak to what it did for the yeah. numbers but it from a Arena standpoint, it clearly worked. Oh. Yeah, well, well, we'll broach it in here. I think
0: that there are some numbers that come up and make it a quite an interesting comparison. Move now to the July 12th Nitro. Of course, this is the day after Bash at the Beach, and Randy Savage comes out with a title. And when Randy Savage holds a championship, what is it that you can see in the distance? shining out? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a,
2: it's an orange, orange hue. <laughs> there's, a, there's an orange hue with what appears to be a, a, a nest. On on top, or a, there's a, there's definitely something around the sides that's then missing on top. I can't quite. Somebody, <laughs> you know, one of that over fifty-five crowd's got to have some binoculars. Come on. <laughs> so Savage
0: comes up with the belt. The fans chant Goldberg. <laughs> Again, a recurring theme. They knew they saw him not long ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was him. God damn it. Savage makes an open challenge to anyone that's not Kevin Nash, and sure enough here comes Hendrix the The music plays and 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 it's open (laughs) coming to Waylay Savage once again (sighs) the match is made for tonight I was not I was not thrilled to see Terry back
2: they'd done the exact same thing 30 about 13 months before the exact well there it was. Savage beats Sting. No, but I was going to say, there's no. It's the, Spring Stampede. The, the difference is that the Nash powerbomb's on the pay per view before the Nitro, whereas on this one it's on the actual Nitro. Yeah. Shit, spoilers.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, welcome to this. Anyway, the match is made for tonight. It's Hogan versus Savage for the title. There you go. Fresh, off beating uh, Roddy Piper with the help of Judy Bagwell the night before. Buff Bagwell gets beaten up by Ernest Miller to start a feud. What a babyface. Yeah. Um, he actually gets his ass kicked and then like doesn't like cat, like cover him and then Ono counts a pin. No, no,
2: no, no that's, that's the next week. No, it's this week. No, it's both it, weeks it, then. Oh, yeah, you it's might. Both weeks this then.
0: time I noted it was funny because Ono counted a faux pin, but then the bell rang. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
3: In WCW.
0: <laughs> the bell always a rings. win's a win. <laughs> yeah. how do you like that? Oh, oh, it's, a fucking, it's a fucking finish! Ring the bell! <laughs> you never get them.
2: Eric! Somebody wake up, Penza! Yeah. He's like,
1: does this spell even work? (laughs) 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 Oh,
0: that's too funny. Bischoff comes out for commentary. Oh, God. And says that Hulk Hogan coming back is a breath of fresh air to the locker room! With a
3: straight face. (laughs) Again, Bischoff, who. This is Eric Bischoff on his show, you know. uh, Just. Now on commentary, like another one of these false gods. Yeah, yep. does he have power? Why, well, is, he no, even, no. why is he even there? No,
2: he doesn't have power. He, he references plenty of times about how he doesn't have power and flares now in control. Nice. And, so, why is he even and, doing and, there? And the, the, the just for men has gone out of his hair, just like his heel persona's gone. Wow. But he's found weight. Like, <laughs> lots of it. Yeah. Who <sighs> knew that those fly fish were so fattening? <laughs> but yeah, Bischoff's back. Hogan's back that's alright then Yeah. So what's
0: next Liam uh, what's next is David Flair beats Dean Malenko when again <laughs> when Dean bangs the mat in frustration and uh oh no it's actually it's Rick Flair so I wrote Flair I <laughs> assume it was David Rick Flair beats Dean Malenko when uh, Dean Malenko bangs the mat and Little Nature rules it a tap out <laughs> Malenko's like banging the mat in frustration in the figure 4 and it's ruled the tap on oh, Anderson then attacks Dean Malenko and Stingman makes the save uh, he cuts a promo talking about how the early uh, talking about the early days and how Flair held back Sting, Luger, and the Steiner brothers. And ten years later, you're still here. Sting then challenged Flair for control of WCW, and Rick said, "Only if you beat David Flair first <laughs> Okay. So.
2: I just watch all this and think, poor arm.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. Next week it's gonna be Sting versus Flair if you can get past David tonight. That's the setup. Moving now to the next match that I know you're keen to talk about, Carl. Billy Kidman versus Stephen Regal
2: <laughs> I am. Um, I, I completely forgot this happens. It was it was completely washed from my memory until <laughs> until I watched it back for this timeline. Oh, there's Bischoff talking positively about Billy Kidman. The refs down. Kidman's up top. And uh, what the fuck?
0: Happened? So for those of you who <laughs> haven't, goes, please, yeah.
2: <laughs> he goes for the shoot. I, had, I, I couldn't. When I watched it the first time, I was just like, "What? Wait, uh, I don't. What? Something's happened with the time space continuum. I'm, I'm lost. I don't understand why Kidman's lying down. What? How didn't he hit that? Okay, let's just go back and. <laughs> <laughs> <That's stupid. laughs> got his foot on the rope it is the shooting stuff.
0: isn't it it's fellow. it's the shooting star it's like he belly he himself. Yeah, just, his
3: fucking radar is
0: completely off and he I, just have been a
3: swore he like clips his foot no he lands midriff on the rope. Yeah, I think
0: he does either way it's hilarious it's, it's, it's hilarious it's oh, hilarious it. the referee's taken a bump before this so and Bischoff, Bischoff comes, in. comes in and counts the pin oh my god Bischoff counts the pin the Brits all come into the ring confront Eric Bischoff and then back down Maybe he does have power then.
2: He's got like quasi referee powers. Bit,
0: bit of, um, okay. bit of um, an editorial here from Meltzer in the Observer says Bishop actually sold afterwards on commentary, saying that when Finley confronted him, he saw his life pass before his eyes. I usually <laughs> see the same thing about halfway into a three-hour nitro. Says Meltzer. Oh, <laughs> sassy. Sid beats Kenny Chaos in four minutes. I had to write that one down and look at it again just to make sure that it really... Sid, Kenny Chaos, four minutes. The fans chanted Goldberg.
2: And Kenny Chaos had what would go on to be called Batista face. (laughs) You know you're doing the job. You know this is going to suck. Yeah.
0: Sid challenges Sting. The fans are still chanting Goldberg. At least they're chanting something. Eric Bischoff announces... That the insane clown posse will be on Raw next week.
2: You mean Nitro?
0: That's what. It, well, no.
2: Sorry, they were on Raw, <laughs> Raw last year. Slip.
0: Yeah, they were on Raw last year. My mistake. They're on Nitro
2: next week. Continuing our theme, folks.
0: Yes. <laughs> also, Dennis Rodman will be on Nitro next week, and Kiss will perform live on August twenty third.
2: Can't be any worse than Megadeth. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Oh, no, Jesus Christ! Insane clown posse were on WF TV about what? seven, eight months previously refusing yeah. well, to, to, hit, to take the stoner too, to too big to take the stunner. so they're coming back so let's just emphasise even more Bush League nature of the company I mean even the ring even the ring just makes me think how stale everything is it's grey <laughs> it's drab it's like their like big demographic I'm their book
0: that's funny uh, Sting Sting has David Flair beat with the Scorpion? But Little Nature won't acknowledge this tap out, uh, so he hits the death drop on uh, Little Nature. Uh, Bischoff left the desk to make sure Sting would wrestle Flair next week, and he just makes the match.
2: He doesn't have any power, though. No. And I haven't seen J.J. Dillon, and nobody's referenced the committee.
0: And where's Roddy Piper in all this? Shouldn't he ever say? In Isn't what?
2: Flair the owner? Well, he's president. Oh, yeah, that's right. Suckers got to know Told your pagan gods Many gods many. Speaking
0: of suckers got to know It's Booker T versus DDP coming up next And there's a DQ and the triad runs in The NBO black and white are watching this backstage Making fun of Booker T But Stevie just can't take it anymore And he runs and makes the save Believe it or not There was a Harlem
2: Heat chance. <laughs> I was going to say it's, it's the one night where they at least chant something else
0: Yeah It's Goldberg and Harlem Heat <laughs> Actually
2: quite a loud Harlem Heat chant That was, I was stunned Surprisingly loud
0: like, Yeah Harlem Heat not a nostalgia for Harlem Heat
3: was is it? it or was it just like a pocket of like on the chamber with a pocket of MMA fighters and there's only two of them chanting but yeah if you buy a microphone it sounds
2: awesome no I think it was I think it was quite loud I give him the benefit of the doubt I mean personally if it's me I'm just thinking anything that keeps Stevie Ray out of singles matches
0: in the main event Hogan Savage for the title just like 1989 how, did, how, does, how does this end well our Terry hooks up he does a Hollywood Hulk up Sid attacks Hogan Sting runs in to attack Sid, Savage gets a chain to hit Hogan, but Nash runs in wearing an outsider's t-shirt and powerbombs Randy Savage, allowing Hulk Hogan to win the title. Getting revenge, I suppose, on Savage for getting fucked over the night before. After the match, Nash challenges Hogan and says he won't lay down this time. Oh, get it. Yeah based on what happened in January that we all remember because that was the last time we were all watching
2: <laughs> back at the George Dome that had far more people in than the previous week I
0: counted there were seven ref bumps on this show every fucking match seemed to have a ref bump
2: can we be thankful for small mercies in the sense that the main event actually got finished, though yeah Hulk Hogan wins <laughs> well, the title Yes. everyone runs in it's hard for
3: Hogan to take a title if it's an, an unfinished
0: so. yeah yeah
2: in this company I don't, think I don't think that rules it out completely that's true yeah that
0: could Oh. Let's talk about Raw Let's talk about Raw I'm saying I'm depressed with these Nitros We start off with Steve Austin coming out for the contract signing And Vince does roll out in an electric wheelchair cause This is the, the first show that's been taped since the accident Austin says he won't sign the contract Until he gets his smoking skull belt back uh, The lights go out And Kane's music hits Austin's distracted uh, thinking that Kane's gonna come from the entrance, when Taker comes from behind and attacks Steve Austin with the smoking skull belt, busts him open, and then takes a fountain pen, pours Austin's blood into it, and signs the contract in Austin's own blood. a little angle, I thought. Yeah, well, Austin's <coughs> just fucking great here again, and Taker looks fat. Guys, <laughs> I mean,
2: think that's, that's it's part of the, the trade-off, isn't it? Almost in the sense of as great as the Austin Vince dynamic is, Taker's there still and you just think oh, thank god it's Steve thank god it's Steve don't go anywhere Steve <laughs> stay forever Steve yeah. please
3: well <laughs> what's like, th- this, there's so much going on and this company's changed so much but you look at it and the top of the card is still it's Austin and Taker and it's Triple H and Rock, and it's been that way for since SummerSlam
0: 98 before. before before that, before that. Before. Since, since May of last year really yeah yeah, so over a year now, it's the same main four characters, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Luckily, that th- with I also, Kane and Vince and Foley kind yeah, of in, like the, the, yeah, the, the, the Vince element obviously, but the um, at least I guess it's
3: upper up progression of rock, especially. I get yeah. a bit fresher air and um, Triple H is starting to look like Triple H, although he's, a little bit. Well, he looks like him. I'm not saying he's acting
1: like him.
0: <laughs> well, we'll come to that. He's wearing one. black pants. He's wearing black pants now. He's he's got, he's got the look down. Um, so yeah, we move along now. Gangrel versus Edge. Gangrel turned on heat, apparently. Uh, it's no contest for a very short match when Edge gets thrown down the fire pit. <sighs> Alright. X-Pac and Road Dogg come out to do a promo on uh, Triple H, China, and Billy Gunn. Kane comes out, and X-Pac does a promo on him, telling him not to be manipulated by his brother again. Uh, Ticker then comes out and clears the ring of everybody but Kane. Intrigue. Are they in cahoots again?
2: Mm. Lots of Undertaker
0: on this show. Lots lot of taker. And again, talking about the thing about the kind uh, of the recurring themes of the last year or so. The Taker Kane collusion. Yeah. Are they friends, are they not? Rages on. Jeff Jarrett. Oh, this is interesting. The Intercontinental Champion comes out with Deborah for a promo. Steve Austin comes out with his head bandaged and gives him a stunner. It's a piece of shit. Beats the makes him look like a fucking loser. Oh, yeah. This makes Jeff look more mid-card than his fucking construction worker outfit we spoke about <laughs> last week. <laughs> in a year's time Austin said that he wants The Undertaker tonight in a no rules match because god damn it babyfaces if they get fucking put down on this show they come back to get their fucking heat back I mean, he makes his promise doesn't he yeah uh, uh, no is this the one when he comes out in the blood bank or? no no that's, that's next electric. week okay. yeah, that's next week he's got his head bandaged because obviously he's been busted open earlier in the show and he wants blood tonight he wants revenge he's not, he's not fucking happy and he's not having that so of course after he does this Big Show comes out wanting to team with Austin Steve agrees um, it's going to be Taker and Kane against Big Show and Steve Austin tonight. Jarrett and staggers back up to continue his complaining, and then Austin comes back in and stuns him a second time. He, like, charges the ring. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. And really, <laughs> does he really throw him f- out of the ring as well in the real... Like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, real fuck a
3: you. A dismissive fashion of fucking mid-card jobber. Yeah. <laughs> no chance, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Kane no showed a six-man tag uh, where it was going to be supposed to be him, Pack and Dog against China, Ass and Triple H. Uh, however, since Kane's not going to be there, The Rock comes out to be the partner, and the place was fucking nuts for this.
2: Oh, I, I will take that trade off any day. In the
0: week. <laughs> yeah, well, this actually, I really enjoyed this six-person match because it was just like Pack's always great. I love X-Pack around mm. this period of time, and I was like at the time desperately hoping he'd be the next guy to break through the. Well, I should have come on to that. Yeah, it should have been. But yeah. It should have been, and, and you can feel the momentum's there at the time.
3: This nice little rock. Is
0: this the one when it ends with nope? This one ends with Rock pinning Billy Gunn clean. So it's just like King of the Ring, Billy Gunn. There you go. Thanks for that. Um, So yeah, just fucking fun though. Everyone's good enough, and Billy Gunn looks okay in tag matches like this, where he can just come in, do his little bit, and then come and do a nice little bumper feed, and then get the fuck out of the way. So this is singles matches. He's not. He's not built for singles. He's not built for singles. Um. Albert and Andraza do a promo challenging anyone to a bra and panties match. Al Snow accepts and wins. After the match, Albert takes a big spike and drills it into the head. And Jim Ross, in in more of that sarcastic tone, says, Oh, the humanity of it all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. GTV catches Joey Abs asking Stephanie for another chance. But Steph says that she only dated him as a favour to Shane only once it was only once it was a favour to Shane and it's nothing wasn't anything real Tess then runs the posse gauntlet (laughs) Shane does a run in Blackman runs in Shamrock runs in they start fighting and at this point I just kind of paused myself and wrote down what happened to that thing when Ken Shamrock said he wouldn't rest until he got his hands on Vince Uh, I give up I think it was actually dead that episode that was the last time it actually was referenced
2: Mm, quite possibly yeah but again at least regardless of what my Viewpoint is of of test. At least there is a concerted effort throughout this month again to to put more emphasis on him. Yeah. So at least you're seeing right, wrong, or otherwise a concerted effort, and you got that again with with the Hardys with the title change and yeah, giving them a bit more TV time. So you at least see see sort of an an attempt at emphasising some more of the younger talent.
3: The Hardys one is a bit they're completely miscast in this like a little heel role I guess
2: yeah
0: you know what they oh. are it's because
3: they it's, it's yeah. they're with Hayes they're there because obviously he's probably pushed the Freebirds gimmick um and it looks like they're they dad. wanted it's like they wanted uh, just opponents for for Edge and Christian and, and Edge was going to be the face yeah so they wanted someone to like of a similar st- like stylistic uh, matchup to work with and it's, but it's completely
0: miscast
1: yeah
0: um, doesn't feel right here yeah. At this point in time, <laughs> tag champions, by the way. Anyway, in the middle of all this, as the posse are beating down Tess, Stephanie runs in. But
3: as I say, as I was about to say, well, they're miscast. I think this the, the, little, the, the crowd is well
0: into the, the Tess. They're Stephanie getting into line. it, aren't oh, they? Absolutely, yeah. They're getting into it, and, and, and by the time you know the actual payoff rolls around, Tess's over. Oh yeah, he's over, man. Of course, like, we
2: we'll soon saw that out.
0: But this
3: actually <laughs> era crowd isn't shitting on Stephanie, which is quite surprising. Yeah, it's like the sympathies.
0: Are, yeah, the sympathy. Aww. Yeah, that's oh, cute, isn't it, yeah. little Steph? Yeah. Uh, frumpy
2: clothes no, yeah no. the front bitch is upset <laughs> <Steph laughs> she'll run... be important <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> Steph runs in and uh, tries to break up the posse beat down and because uh, some of the people like the referees and stuff are getting in they're and Shane Shane's like punching them a referee comes in waistlocks from behind Shane does a back elbow and when Steph comes in and does the same he does the same back elbow and knocks out Steph and uh, instantly shows remorse and asks for the posse to carry her off it's
3: just, uh, it's
0: the angle's what it is for yeah. this story right
3: but the difference between the two companies, this is showed probably ten times yeah. in the next two minutes from different angles, slow mo it looks great. If it was on WCW it wouldn't have been, it would have been it would have been shown once maybe, or yeah. probably never referenced again.
0: Um, Shane Glom's staff last
2: week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm just grateful that Randy Savage wasn't there. <laughs> yeah.
0: The main event he's uh, the main event is Steve Austin and Big Show beat the undertaker and came in, Austin Pins came with a stunner. No your role. Uh, decent enough Crowds into everything That Steve Austin does And the others are there <laughs> The others are there Lucky to be in his aura As far as I'm concerned uh, Raw Does a 6.0 this week The Nitro's 3.45 So fairly similar to last week A little bit of a Not jump enough For enough Nitro You went up Yeah Hogan versus Savage Do a 4.7 rating wc best competitive Quarter hour In a long 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 time While Austin and Show vs Kane Take it a 6.3 in the overrun Hogan and Savage actually dropped to a 4.5 while Raw grew to a 7.2 Raw's real star quarter was X-Back Road Dog and The Rock against Triple H China and Billy Gunn which did a 6.7 destroying Nitro's 2.95 for an angle where Finley got the hardcore trophy and it turned into a C-Team Battle Royal I believe in the car park uh, Jimmy Hart stole the trophy on oh, some bullshit like that family. yeah there's a bunch of fucking losers who need to be thrown out of a helicopter screaming by the way god damn in the UK Nitro won the night
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: drawing 260,000 viewers to Raw's 180,000 there is no explanation as to why said Steve Meltzer the explanation to me is Hogan and Savage uh,
2: possibly Hogan and Savage without knowing off the top of my head there may have been a Friday night football league game <laughs> I'm like, No, I'm being deadly serious. How do you remember this specific Because they used to do they used to do Friday night games all the time. They were on TV all the time. So it may well have been a case that Raw was shifted to to another channel. So that may have had a little bit of an impact. I'm not saying that it should have lost the night, but I'm I'm trying to think of some explanation behind it because I really don't have anything. <laughs> and that's the
0: only thing I can think of. It's that orange hue, brother. Yeah. <laughs> The head honchos slash Time Warner execs that were actually at the Georgia Dome Nitro were also very upset not only at the Randy Savage situation but the Lodi and Lenny characters which is why they weren't on Nitro this past week. So uh, this starts a bit of a decline for Lenny and Lodi.
2: The committee are putting their foot down.
0: Mm, They are. The angle on Raw where Steve Austin attacked Jeff Jarrett is the beginning of a potential feud this is from the torch Jarrett is expected to begin harping on about how Steve Austin may be the WWF champion but since he's the Intercontinental champion and Austin has yet to defeat him he can't claim to be the best cool what, what a story <laughs> <Right on. laughs> hot shit innit <isn't> yep <laughs> we'll see what happens there <laughs> the Millennium Countdown that started on Raw this week actually ends on August the 9th which apparently also coincides with the debut of Chris Jericho <laughs> says Dave Meltzer so he may be billed as the man for the new millennium he won't be the only man that's billed as the man for the new millennium unfortunately Dusty Rhodes' involvement in the booking of WCW is reaching new heights as Kevin Nash's responsibilities decrease. Nash is still more powerful than Rhodes but he's involved less than ever in mid-card and lower-card angles and matches and the formatting of TV shows and Dusty has pretty much just taken over because <laughs> Nash can't be asked. Because no one else is. <laughs> no, no, he can't be asked.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll take you to the pay window, baby. I like this.
3: You've got all these guys, so many guys in this company under contract that don't have actual, you know, jobs as such things <laughs> what to do what's Dusty's job so He's Dusty not... just was literally strolling through canteen one day and probably the the, the mid card and some of the uh, and the low card were, were complaining about you know, <laughs> what we're supposed to do oh, fuck it I'll
0: book it I'll book it why
2: not come sit under a learning tree then get <laughs> yourself a job Um, oh shit
0: what was going to say that. no we're talking about you know, Dusty kind of just like I say, Kevin Nash lobbying for the position of the book and once he gets it has no fucking idea what to do. He's a book of the people. <laughs> well clearly not, he just wants to do his own angle and make himself look like, the fucking coolest guy in the world. But he can't do that all the way because Hogan's here and Hogan fucking what Hogan says goes. And that's the hilarious pain for Kevin Nash. The duality of this position that he has. In their second week of distribution, the new Steve Austin and Rock video topped the recreation and sports charts. Uh, Steve Austin had been number one on the board for almost six straight months before he was bumped by Michael Jordan. Jordan lasted two weeks before being replaced by the new Steve Austin video. Uh, 13 of the top 20 videos are WDF videos. WCW has three videos in the top 20.
2: Michael was in retirement again at that point, so two, a two-week run at the top isn't bad. <laughs> Listen
0: there's balls holer over here.
2: I love you, Michael.
0: <laughs> Shane Douglas is on the verge of signing a three year deal with WCW this week. Cut the fucking music. <laughs> the deal is expected to play an escalating salary of somewhere around two hundred and fifty thousand dollars the first year, three hundred thousand the second, and three hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the third year.
2: How are they justifying an escalating salary?
0: So that's nine hundred grand over three years. Standard fair?
2: at this point why am I even asking the question bearing in mind that Randy Savage's brother is at home collecting 150000 for the year to not be gorgeous George on TV (laughs) the belief
0: in the WCW locker room is that Chris Jericho will have to earn his push in the WWF and he may not be the instant star that most people expect him to be they cite Steve Austin, X Pac, Jeff Jarrett and Big Show as examples of guys who are big stars in WCW yet had to earn their stripes in the WWF the word out of the locker room is that Bischoff's final offer to Jericho was in the $500,000 per year range and that Jericho accepted $400,000 to go to the WWF. So, there you go. It took less money. Because, uh, why the fuck would you want to stay there, I guess? Goldberg agreed to return to WCW when he did the, uh, the mega Death angle, but there is still said to be ill will on his end for the way that management treated him during his holdout because he was holding out for contract negotiations. Uh, Goldberg is angry with Kevin Nash as he feels that Nash played both sides during the holdouts, giving Bill advice on how to play them and then criticising Bill for those very actions when he did them to others. No. The word in the locker room is that Goldberg was seeking a raise from 800 grand a year to $1.5 million per year, plus perhaps creative control or veto power over how his character is used. So that's where things stand with Bill. Fucking Kevin Nash. <laughs> this fucking guy.
2: Still doesn't explain why Goldberg wasn't at either the pay per view or the following nitro.
0: Well he came like I said, he came back basically to kind of show that he was willing to, you know
2: Oh, so by this point he hasn't actually he has he hasn't, he hasn't okay. no.
0: He just made apparently because I think maybe that Megadeth song wasn't that Megadeth song on the on the uh, Universal Soldier two? film probably and that was part of the thing because that was Bill's film he was in with yeah. Jean Claude so he's kind of come back to more promote that probably than actually did uh, with WCW so I'll keep chatting Goldberg folks keep it coming we move to the July 19th episode of Raw it's Jim Ross and Kevin Kelly on the call to start because Jerry Lawler's stuck in traffic which apparently was real oh. and he just kind of came in halfway through but uh, there you go well, they, they were in
2: um, they were in Memphis <laughs> that week were they not yeah
0: <laughs> she probably just thought I'll just leave the house yeah <laughs> I fucking love the start of this show. The corporate ministry wheels out Vince McMahon with Triple H
2: fucking <laughs> wheeling out Vince's fucking little shorts. What a stooge. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, a very rendition, uh, yeah, a prime example of art imitating life. Right, it is.
0: This is the go-home show for uh, Fully Loaded. Uh, Vince tells people to take pictures of Steve Austin when he's here tonight because it'll be the last time they see him as champion and guaranteed victory for The Undertaker in the Historical footnote here is that he'd done that several times before. It had usually always come true, the, the Vincent Man guarantee. Yep. So he guaranteed victory for Taker, which is scary. He pointed to The Undertaker and said that his career was also on the line. Taker then took the microphone and said, Nobody threatens him. This was fucking. This is oh, horrific. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, this is, this is Vinnie Rue, classic would say, fake I would drama. I say the,
2: the, the interaction itself is, is poor. And, it, and it's quite an achievement to do that, considering how good Vince is. As a character, mm-hmm. but yeah, this this is not entertaining. It only gets worse when Triple H grabs hold. Oh, that's back. that's
0: when it gets scared to me. That's why I enjoy it.
2: it. Yeah, okay, on on a, on a it's enjoyable on on a certain level. Um, also, whilst I'm sat there watching this, thinking, "God, the corporate ministry." Did I just have sort of rose-tinted specs? I was I was never a big fan of it, but I don't remember looking in the ring and thinking. God, this just looks crap. I n- I never oh, remember, I do <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I remember thinking that at the time. Really? I dun I dun, dun dun
0: dun Every time you hear that song like, Fuck, this match oh, gonna be crap.
2: Oh, it's terrible. But but I just I sat and thought I always have the the, the Lawler line playing over and whenever I think about when they sort of t- first merged I mean the and Lawler took it. It's like an army and I sort of Really? What army would you compare this to, Carl? They're not mobile enough for the charge of the light brigade. Um, <laughs> Battle a <of> little big on. <laughs> Custer's last stand from somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. You know, if, let's face it. If Austin's turning up, they're getting slaughtered. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is great. Taker says that Vince made the deal, not him. So don't fucking make say it's my career on the line. Vince says he made the Undertaker. Taker says that no one makes him oh no one made him Triple H then steps up and tells Taker to back down and admits that Vincent Mann made him <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that line I got no problem seeing that I Vincent said, I know made who me. made me yeah yeah but you know your bread's buttered son anyway he then steps up and says he wants the match with Austin uh, Vince then decides to make Undertaker versus Triple H tonight winner gets Austin loser gets Rock They're fully loaded let's throw some more doubt in there six days before the pay-per-view show and (laughs) what match are they going to get for fuck's sake anyway and we'll come to the implications of that
2: well it's a testament to how hot the company is that they think they can wheel out Triple H versus Taker in a main event and everyone's going to stick with it
0: well, we'll see if <laughs> see if they're right here well the, in the defence there's the hook that Steve's probably going to come and do something and the, the, of course yes, yes, at the end true. of this segment he does because Austin rolls up in a bloodmobile yeah. and says he's going to get Vince, uh, blood from Vince tonight <laughs> no he's more specific than that and this is the genius of the Steve Austin character
3: because between the two shows it's well, him and Rock uh, there's, there's consistency with them two they're authentic to themselves. Like, yes. You know, we talked about I think G's the one that said it a lot of the rocks. You know, he's a heel in all t- intents and purposes, but he's not because he's 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 honest. He's true to himself. He, he's a dick. He bullies people, but he, at least he always does it. He's yeah. not. He's not disingenuous about it. Steve Austin's in it for himself. He he will beat anyone up. He didn't give a fuck, but he's honest about it, and he's always con- and he's consistent about it, so you mm-hmm. can set your, set your clock to it. So when Steve Austin comes out and says, "I'm going to lock the Undertaker in his bloodbath," and I'm going to come and kick the shit out of you, Vince, and sign that contract in your blood, fucking take it to the bank because baby face is going to fucking back up what he says he's going to do. He's someone you can get behind. Yep. who's and, and that's it. You compare him and 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 the goodwill supporting Steve Austin gets you back as a fan. You're not
0: insulted. You're paid back. Yeah, compare that to. The other side, or d- or now? Oh well, well of course yeah. now. But yeah, yeah. But certainly to the other side where no babyface. There's Who's no the baby face? there's no consistency of character. By next week anyone. on yeah. By next week on Nitro. We oh, know, we'll come to it. Yeah, I have no fucking idea what's going on on this next episode of Nitro. It's just completely fucking all over the place. But yeah, so Austin Rock, the two baby faces who you really tuning in to see, and even Vince too. Consistency of character. Yeah, big big key. Road Dogg and China have a dog collar match, which features. Many, many insults from Road Dog about uh, putting a bitch on a leash. And uh, a beatdown by China and Billy Gunn and a save by X-Pac. So that uh, kind of just moves that along, I guess. Stephanie uh, McMahon is called out by Shane, um, and Steph tells Shane to stay out of her life. Uh, Joey Abs plays with her hair and offers to take her back. What did you think of uh, Joey Abs here? Uh, Do you think there's any more to him? Apparently, there was quite a big push plan for Joey Abs really? before he pissed some people off. <laughs>
3: well,
0: I suppose he was in a, he was in a good
3: spot, because... that this angle was over Shane was the Shane-Steph story was over obviously the Test was getting over so you needed that counterbalance yeah because the posse couldn't go but yeah he, he was wasn't that I never bought into big Joey Abs no he he felt bolted on to me
0: yeah yeah well, okay fair enough yeah I, I can't really disagree with that too
3: much at least though JR on commentary said this guy's had training this guy's he's know. a ringer which is again very important compared to these two shows there's so much shit on this show apart from the, we talk about the authenticity of Austin and Vince and Rock but everyone else flip flops all over the shop but there's one guy who holds it all together and that's JR I I'm going to say yes. the, the, the pitch man's consistent yeah. and if something doesn't make sense JR will say that doesn't make sense to what I saw last week he's the, <laughs> he gives the gravitas credibility, he, yeah, he's, the credibility. Anchor, he's the anchor that everything moves around And um, on the
2: other side you've got Skiavone and Heenan who's Heenan's, heenan's yeah.
3: crap this month. Heenan's Heenan's crap or drunk, and Shivani's just is uh, monotone.
0: Hy- Snape monotone, one tone, hyperbolic nature just does
3: my head in. So
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Jr. For king Jr. is the king. Yeah, Jr. is the fucking man on this show, and it really does stand out. GTV with Ben Stiller talking about Deborah's tits. Ben Stiller's great. <laughs> <laughs> he's quite enjoyable I think it's next week when he comes out
3: yeah I just yeah
0: he's hilarious next week <laughs> yeah yeah he's pretty good next week um, Billy Gunn pins the rock
2: even even now
0: with the famous that China hits him with a chair when he went for the people's elbow yeah, I, I just wrote down what the fuck in yeah, giant letters I
2: don't care that there was a chair shot involved in the slightest I was shocked even now and appalled appalled that Six days out from fully loaded, Billy Gunn would pin the rock.
0: Yeah. Billy Gunn, featuring in a match with him in China against X Pac and Road Dog at the pay per view, Rock against Triple H or Yeah, The Undertaker. We don't know yet. But Billy Gunn's pinning him. Why? Unbelievable.
2: Sorry. I need to...
0: Yeah, go on then. Sorry. The countdown to the Millennium Rays is on, on this show, and then we have a match where Big Show and his buddy the Big Shot beat. <laughs> Pac and Kane. Uh, Before the match, X-Pac said he didn't want Kane as a partner due to his alliance with The Undertaker. Uh, Kane walked around the ring and just kind of began brawling with The Big Show. Undertaker came out and uh, chokestammed X-Pac to end the match. Taker went to ringside to help Kane beat up Bob Holly in The Big Show. Undertaker and Kane then began leaving the ring, but Kane stopped and went back to the ring to help X-Pac. Taker then went back to the ring and tried to lure Kane to the back. Kane then was watching the replay on the Titantron where he saw that it was the Undertaker attacking Triple H to end the match, at which point X-Pac, X-Pac. Uh, Yeah, fucking hell. Kane then watched the replay on the Titantron and saw that the Undertaker attacked X Pac, chokeslamming him, which prompted Kane to chokeslam the Undertaker. Follow me along at home, folks. <laughs> he then carried X Pac out the ring. Uh Pat Kane too when they were on the ramp and he just embraced Kane with a big brotherly hug. This is the one when
3: Is it is it the once question? Um, when takers lay night pack and jr on commentaries that's
0: next week i think okay. yeah they're, they're this, at this point it's an intro i like this first of all i like the expat cane stuff i think that this is a really good dynamic as, as it kind of plays out over the next few weeks but the, the, there is a turn a coming in, in the story that i don't like the way that this goes at yeah, this level
3: at this point here i think you can feel packs there's something there it's definitely you know we've got the top four Austin Austin Taker Triple H and Rock and there's we're always looking who can who can be made underneath you know still hopes for Yeah. Um and then on the heel side obviously they're looking to make Billy by the looks of it because he, he's been retained with Triple H and, and neither of those two guys are over yet but the, you know the plan's are he's probably he, he's
2: there mm-hmm. you can see but, it ha- their problem. Hardy's miscast as they are as heels they're trying to Elevate them having put the belts on them, yeah. Did not, not, not to the extent I'm saying yeah. you're gonna, yeah, you're making, but, but them. that's right. Yeah. But you, you know, you, you're putting some focus towards individuals, so it's, it's not, like, but
3: in, in, in relation to packing, particularly at this point, he's he's ready. I think he's there's something there, as, just like those guys, like yeah, if you can capitalize on it another guy we can make here well the, let's see what
0: happens oh
2: well, the crowd pop big for the hug they always pop
0: for they the do man they do but yeah they're, they're if the super interacts into they have been for months anyway and yeah the hug man they're totally into this expat cane thing it's pretty yeah it's pretty great Um, in the main event Undertaker and Triple H ends when Steve Austin as he promised attacks the Undertaker uh, Rock runs out to get Triple H as well and they stop brawling everywhere uh, they brought through the crowd as Austin locks Taker in the bloodmobile just like he said he busts Vince open with a smoking skull belt just like he said uh, and then Taker gets out and busts o- uh, Austin over there with a beer can and holds the belt standing over both Vince and Steve to end the show so uh, there's your uh, your go home angle Austin does exactly what he promised but then Austin, uh, Taker kind of gets the, the last laugh as it were going into the pay per view first blood this Sunday, take him and Austin, everything on the line. So, yeah. I don't know, what do you think about this? I thought the. Did you like the build? Were you excited for the match? Did it feel big This is the
3: trouble with this. I thought the build on the show itself is fantastic. The storyline of he's bust open Steve, take his bust open Steve, and Steve's a gusher because he's bled about five times this week. An easy bleeder. He's an easy bleeder, and then, you know, great babyface odds to overcome there. So, what does he do? Steve Austin again At the start of for live will come to this but the build for me is fantastic on the day of the show which is too late yeah which is then borne out I think probably by the number <laughs> um,
2: well, uh, like I said've we've all got our issues with, with taker and, and his involvement and just his you know, general presence and, to be honest but Austin and Vince are certainly enough to carry and it it f- felt like a Enough of a big deal when you consider, you know, this isn't WrestleMania. It's not Summerslam. You know, how, how often is 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 your pay per view the month before Summerslam going to feel sort of special in any way? Mm-hmm. And the, and whilst we can sort of bemoan how much they stick to stipulations generally in wrestling, at least at least it gives it you know a sort of an, an, another. There's another layer to it. With, with the notion that Vince could be gone yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: some we, we call on those layers a, a stip for the sake of a stip as it turns yeah, out yes but,
2: but you know look, 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 but that's right the crowd is certainly buying it yeah well
0: we'll move over to Nitro and see what they're dishing up S- Scott Hudson replaces Tony Schiavone as the host of Nitro with no explanation given on the air and it was made clear that Schiavone was there because they had him and Tony both come out later on in the show Hudson wasn't told until 6pm that night by Eric Bischoff that they wanted him to host the show. Bischoff had earlier told Shivani that afternoon they wanted him to take a break, which Shivani was none too thrilled about. So, uh,
2: yeah. I'd be delighted. <laughs> if it was me. Thank Christ. Jeez, you mean I'm going to plaster a full smile and play through three hours of this shit again this week.
0: This was the show when I really noticed Heenan's slurring. Oh, he's smashed this week. He's wankered this week. Yeah he's absolutely wanker. he's that opening spiel with Hudson Hudson's doing the high yeah I'm, I'm Scott Hudson I'm going to be leading the show da, da, da. Bobby tries to kind of interject some words in there and he can barely he's, he's, yeah it's well, it's, you don't know
3: I think the telltale, telltale sign with Bobby is you don't know is he is he is he work is he a, is he trying to be a face or a heel when he's saying that and he's just not he's just this I don't know Bumbling drunk guy. <laughs> he's not actually. There's no rhyme or reason behind most of the things he's saying. No, he's just trying anymore. to get out those words. now.
0: it's very sad. Yeah, and the show starts with a Sid promo. Speaking of sad, <laughs> fucking Sid. This
2: promo. Remember what I said, everybody. Start on the right foot.
0: Fucking hell. The crowd was actually pretty hot for, for the, and, At this in this promo, he's calling out Hogan for the main event. <laughs> Sid and Hogan in 1999 for the, for the belt <laughs> fucking hell so we get Norman Smiley versus Lodi in the first match on the show again continue on the right first lots of big wiggling that the crowd was trying to dodge <laughs> I noticed by the way on this, in this match uh, the big first big match of the show is Sting beating Ric Flair to win control of the company it was mainly Flair and Anderson selling for Sting like it was God himself, Sting doing his usual no selling for Flair, all the while Bischoff, on commentary, was blaming McFlair for keeping Sting and the rest of the talent down for the last 10 years. The match had three ref bumps alone, <laughs> before Bischoff, of course, ran in and ruled that Sting was the winner, as Flair was in the Scorpion and Mickey J was down, having been bumped for a second time. The reason there was so much hesitation in ringing the bell is that Flair was supposed to win this match due to Sid's help as late as one hour before the show started. But they changed it without telling anyone, so they all froze for a second when Bischoff signalled to ring the bell.
2: (laughs) What does it matter anyway? Bischoff's not a ref. I don't
0: understand. The crowd did go nuts for the finish. (laughs) What the fuck's going on here in WCW anymore?
2: well they don't know so why should we know
0: one hour before is a completely different story and a completely different finish it's like a completely different show from week to week at this point from the rest of this yeah it was like consistent character consistency this is just fucking ridiculous Um, Sid then attacks uh, Sting after the match and then power bombs Bischoff which I thought was quite the feat of strength (laughs)
2: yeah he doesn't take it easy on
0: him either Rocky bumped for Bischoff here yeah Yeah, he really kind of sticks to me you think you'd treat a guy better who paid you 800 grand a year (laughs) to the fucking crap service that he gave Hogan then showed up and Sid took a powder can you feel the the anticipation for our main event
2: I'm just I'm just having flashbacks to Mania 8 throughout the whole process to be honest
0: yeah Rick Steiner beat Horace Hogan oh my god (laughs) when Kevin Nash attacked Horace
2: so this this is essentially Nash's heel turn
0: yeah he attacks Horace Hogan came out and asked why Nash interfered when it was supposed to be business And Nash told Hogan, "I lied. It's very personal between him and Hogan."
3: So he helps Hogan win one week.
0: Yeah, last week he got no, he got screwed two weeks ago. First of all, it's eight ago. He gave him the belt in a master (laughs) plan at the start. There was that. There was that part of. They never actually had a real falling out. Oh, so at least not on TV. No, and then but he did say he's not lying down this time. Yeah. Yeah, he said he's not lying down this time, he challenged Hogan to a match and, and that's personal. And that was personal.
3: Okay, so this is interesting. It's come out of nowhere, I guess, but
0: I don't know why it's personal. Uh... I guess now it is because he's beat a us but I guess it's
2: we' we we're to assume it's personal because of how they've worked the boys in the back over the year. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't know at this point. Eddie Guerrero beats Psychosis. Uh, the former LWO members uh, attack Guerrero, but Rey Mysterio makes the save, uh, and uh, they actually kind of shake hands after the after the, the match and the beatdown. So Eddie and Rey Eddie looks fucking friends superstar when he
3: comes out. Eddie Guerrero starts fucking such awesome snarl like this. It's just this guy. He's, he's crying out to have the show, built more around him, but at the same time. Can you imagine him with the big boys? With Hogan and Nash? Fuck anyway. That doesn't bear thinking it's horrible. about
2: horrible. But again, even this is completely illogical to me in the sense of, yes, why nitpick with this, I know, but you've got... But we're going <laughs> to. Yeah, but we're going to. It's what people listen for. Yeah. Um, okay, you, you do the call back to Ray and, and Eddie and the whole LWO thing, but can anyone really... Blame the other guys for running in and attacking Eddie, who, as a heel, made them unmask. Enslaved them, made them unmask. <laughs> yeah. At what point is Eddie a babyface here?
0: Well, he's getting beaten down. And Ray, who was being literally held captive by the LWO at the time, is now saving Eddie Guerrero. But he
2: did do that one promo where he said it wasn't time for him to take the shirt off. Hmm. Just as long as he lost his mask. <laughs> Which is important. Yeah.
0: Booker T saved Steve Ray from a triad beat down so we're progressing the, uh, the Harlem Heat reunion and there reunion. are more
2: Harlem Heat chants there
0: are indeed <laughs> it's, it's a recurring theme people are hot for, for Harlem Heat, heat. <laughs> yes indeed they're feeling the heat they are mm. I'll tell you what what I wasn't feeling the heat with was Arliss showing up and carrying
3: oh, on this show no, I, oh my god I, I, <laughs> could,
2: I couldn't work out it at first one of you two may know I have no idea who the fuck Arliss is so if you can explain that to me that'd be great I thought it was
3: Captain Nemo's fucking boat I was that's the not I it? was gonna
2: yeah. oh, I, I was looking at him thinking he's basically a. Planta- he looks like a plantation owner <laughs> well we're we'll company who's, man who's, who's trying to get the services of Dennis Rodman so you know yeah um, but I'm trying to look at is he there to help bury the company or promote the company you sure that's a good job because <laughs> cause he talks about HBO he said they tried all the other networks weren't interested I, I, we're scared NBC's scared of him ABC's scared of him okay nice nice try and save it there after you've said the other networks aren't interested <laughs> Dennis Rodman's going to be the saviour of WCW Oof, it's it's a, a is this what's
3: going this guy who I've no idea who he is putting over Dennis Rodman as the reason to watch this show the reason he's there to watch this show it's bamboozling there's, there's, there's so many disparate elements of these shows that are completely irrelevant to everything else yeah the,
2: the curious thing being whilst they were talking about this HBO special I was sat there wondering to myself does that H- yeah, I'll start that sentence again does that HBO special even happen is this another NBC <laughs> thing because <laughs> <laughs> unless someone can show me video footage of it I'm not going to believe it ever took place there's definitely a show with some wrestlers on yes though
3: no one's ever seen it I no
0: OG no. <laughs> tried to show it as a sitcom once with a bunch of wrestlers on that we were like stunned existed from around this time out because Savage and Nash are on it so who knows oh
2: I know which one you're on about what was that I I, I can't think well I'll say that I can't think of the name of it but I do know I do know what he's referring to it is real
0: yeah yeah it's garbage
2: didn't say it was good no it was fucking garbage (laughs) said I was aware of it
0: Randy Savage wrestles Billy Kidman and just dicks him oh yeah just dicks Billy Kidman here Made him like a fucking jobber Hits the elbow and refuses to pin him
2: <laughs> it's, it's a curious one is it? Because you've, you've seen it prior to this with, uh, with Kidman and DDP as well Almost this, this impression that we're, we're going to elevate Billy Kidman By putting him in there with more of the top guys Who then proceed to just crush him Yeah,
0: crush him In this case he didn't even get the pin or anything like that Not even the slip on the banana peel No nope. Yeah, nothing he just hits the elbow, refuses to pin him, and then Dennis Rodman shows up and hits Randy Savage with a purse. <laughs> this, this, this. Rodman dressed. As you'd expect Dennis uh, Rodman to dress. Well, yeah. No, no.
2: see, I would say for Dennis Rodman standards, that's pretty normal. <laughs> yeah. Look, by that point, he's not playing for the Bulls, so I don't care.
0: <laughs> well, so you get this big pull apart with like Savage and Rodman, and Arliss gets in the ring trying to promote this match for Road Wild Rodman Pie chases him yeah Robin Pie get the fuck out of my face Savage is just hilarious like Savage has one of his you know he's, he's, he's quite awful during this period but he does have those shining moments of humour where like he's just looking at the crowd and doing his doing his Randy Savage act and it's like look at this fucking guy That was mine. his mind there is some uh, he does
3: some he's mine. he's just doing the kind of you know, typical wacky heel mannerism it's just fucking so out of place with the rest of his character it's hilarious <laughs> it's like yeah, the the couple of was it a few weeks before when the, the Nash put the shit in the in the, uh, in the limo in the limo and he's in his in his
0: heaving. It's just it's mm.
3: fucking terrible, but it's hilarious. Cause it's <laughs> savage.
0: Yeah. So moving along from this, this match is made for Road Wild. Conan then beats Vampire by D- DQ when the insane clown posse former members of the Oddities and Raven who we haven't seen in quite a while runs in although Raven kind of does a bit of a, a slow glide he, in he, more he, than anything he, else
2: he walks over and then stands on the apron yeah. arms look on the ropes looking look look like, look like Kevin looking Nash in TNA yet. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Um, here's one for you Bagwell comes out in blackface so no, the Mocko in this okay. film but before
2: we get to Bagwell and the, and the blackface i just say as terrible as I think the idea is of bringing the insane clown posse in and how no one really cares I'll say a couple of things about them one they put the boots to um, Conan thank you (laughs) they put the boots to Conan better than any woman did in the woman's rumble yeah okay it's a better probably top rope leg drop than most of those women can do and it's a better moonsault than Lita ever did Think about that, folks.
0: And let's face it, they'd managed to do all that and at the same time made Vampiro look more competent than he was previously on his own.
2: Master workers. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just, it's just a terrifying thought. As Raven
0: just watched on and thought, what the fuck am I doing here? I
3: just thought that... Raven was trying to do, an, as you say, a Nash impression now, but by fully, I'm above these guys. Yeah. I'm just watching these, yeah. I'm observing this. I'm the star. Like, I don't get my hands dirty. Look at my lackeys. Thing is, in this chaotic company you just no one's actually not. you're just getting not no eyeballs at all yeah So you're just a
0: fucking patio door just another, just another accessory so both Bagwell does in fact come out in blackface to mock Ernest the Cat Miller uh, Miller eventually arrived and knocked him out
2: <laughs> and pinned him and, and, and so the owner against the fall again to which I think I think it's Hudson on coaches he's not a referee and I sat there and thought well, neither's Bishop, It doesn't <laughs> seem to matter. <laughs> yeah. Bishop rang for the bell and the whole power of the company
0: just changed hands from flair to sting. I guess anyone can be a referee, Car is, is, the, is the theme here. I had to laugh at the fact that Bagwell comes out and fucking... It's just hilarious when you like, look at the lawsuit that's come in. <laughs> it's like, oh, Jesus, these people. Exhibit a. Yeah, yeah. Comes out doing the dancing and all that stuff. And I mean... You know he yucks it up, and there's you know people seem to be laughing along with and all. But again, the geeky baby face here knocked out. I think
2: like, the biggest thing that gets a pop is when he does the old sunny oh no and sunny oh yes line.
0: it? I like it. I like it. And who wrote that? play And their money. Chris Benoit and Perry Saturn beat the West Texas Rednecks by DQ after yet another run in. Uh, this time from the rest of the Rednecks. Malenko runs in for the save. And fails, gets outnumbered. When who should run in for the save? <laughs> it's the fucking franchise. Who uh, who cleans the ring, grabs the microphone, and cuts a promo saying, "There's a cancer in WCW, and you all know who it is." Does, no. Doesn't mention his name. No, no, we don't. And if he means Ric Flair his timing is fucking shit because he just lost his job and is no longer the president. <laughs> must be Sting he's talking about. That.
2: Yeah, I um, I imagine so. Also, while he's in the process of bursting multiple blood vessels.
0: Yeah he's trying hard I I thought when I watched this, like these people don't know who the fuck this guy is they don't know who the fuck this guy is they don't know anything about the franchise ECW or Ric Flair I don't even know that ECW exists yeah so I thought it's kind of stuck out like a sore thumb to be watching this and then finally in the Wrestlemania 8 main event as you mentioned Carl Hulk Hogan beats Sid when wouldn't you know it there's a disqualification (laughs) when there's a run in from Kevin Nash Sting made the save when Hogan was getting double teamed then Rick Steiner ran in and finally Goldberg ran in and the show ended with Hogan carrying the belt flanked by Sting and Goldberg triumphant in the ring. As Goldberg points to Hogan, here's the man. Here's yeah. the man here as he holds the belt in between them both. The not so subtle message is that the three big stars in the company are Hogan, Sting and Goldberg, but the big star with the belt is Hogan. Why the fuck is Nash and Sid aligned now all of a sudden? They were mortal enemies like 2 weeks ago. Weeks ago. Mere
2: weeks ago. Why why So Sid presumably isn't with Team Savage anymore because they mentioned at the start of the match that he is. They did. And Savage is still cutting promos on Nash.
0: Nash cost Savage the belt one week ago. Yeah.
3: Sid, uh, eight days since dropping it. One week since. Yeah. It just it makes no sense. It's like a complete different
0: universe. As just week to week. Yeah. Why tune in this week when it means nothing? And, to and next? Rick Steiner's there for some reason. Rick Steiner is fucking. And that's awful. the thing we talk about. I hate him during <laughs> this period. If you're listening, Rick, <laughs> Rob, oh. yeah. It's,
2: you, so you can sit there and bemoan the the lacking of the lack of, sort of pushing new talent and that sort of thing. And Bischoff will always have the comeback line. Not that I agree with it, but his rationale will be. Oh, here's the guys who got me the hot and the the you know Hogan sting Luger, a pipe or something Rick Steiner never meant anything fucking, never meant it never amounted to more than a hill of beans he was almost a million dollars <laughs> of course he was <laughs> at what point do you look at Rick Steiner as one of the guys who brought you to the promised land you don't <laughs> ever
0: bite me Carl how did you like I hearing ser- that I every ser- show by I the certainly way I don't like him <laughs> <laughs> While it was generally considered the best Nitro in a long time, says Dave Meltzer... By who? I don't know. Probably them. WCW. Sid? The committee. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The mythical committee. The ratings told a different story. Raw did a 6.3 to Nitro's 3.3. Raw doubled Nitro in four of the eight quarters head-to-head, including devastating Nitro in the battle of the main events. Hogan vs. Vicious, for the WCW title, did a (laughs) 2.9... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you took great pleasure in that number, didn't you, Carl? I really did. <laughs> 2.9 final quarter, growing to a 3.5 overrun with all the run ins. Uh, Raw, the final quarter with X pac and Kane versus Big Show and Bob Harley, and the beginning of the Undertaker Triple H match, did a 7.0. Bob Harley did a 7. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is the big shot and the overrun with the finish of that match and the Austin run-in did a 7.7 rating making it the most watched wrestling match with opposition uh, in the history of cable television so yeah they had good reason to feel confident about the old Taker Triple H match as it turned out because as long as you promised that Steve Austin's coming so long
2: as Steve Austin's going to turn up at some stage and at this point this company delivers on this they don't promise someone's going to turn up and they don't
0: Hogan and Sid 2.9 Austin does a run-in 7.7
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you can watch this match with Hogan, who, who thinks he's still the man at this point, and you can be bored shitless for eight to ten minutes, or Steve Austin can come out for three minutes and you can just bask in his glow. At least you know what
3: you're getting with him as authentic characters. Yeah. People, you, you know you're going to get you know you're going to get what you want if you tune in to watch Steve Austin. Yeah. This fucking WCW Nitro. You have no earthly idea what it is how it's connected to the
2: show you watched the week before and on the subject of being true to the character we talk about Nash and the unexplained heel turn and personal with him and Hogan Hogan had never really done anything to turn babyface No he's a piece of shit He's just shown up now He's shown up He's still
0: Hollywood Hogan <laughs> He's just being cheered apparently He's a babyface We like him everyone Well he beat He's resting Savage, Savage and Sid
3: I guess yeah He's
0: resting the heels Apparently, Bischoff was shocked on Tuesday when the ratings came in, not so much at the overall number, but seeing just how badly Hogan vs. Sid got killed by Undertaker and Triple H. On a radio show this week, the host brought up that the Raw main event beat the Nitro main event by four ratings points. Hogan's response, actually dialed in, was that it was Malenko, Benoit, Satin, and Douglas that brought the rating down, and he had to make up for lost ground. Oh, God.
2: I don't suppose we actually have the number for the we do wonderful
0: for the record the Rednecks versus Benoit and Saturn with the run-ins by Milenko and Douglas did a 3.3 quarter hour the final quarter was the ring intros and beginning of Sid which did a 2.8 so it did drop for Hogan versus Sid from uh, the Radicals or Revolution I should say the overrun was the continuation of the match which did the 3.5 some of which went unopposed so even that is misleading the WWF did a 6.4 rating against Benoit Malenko etc and grew to a 7.0 when Hogan and Sid came on so uh sorry Hogan oh brother <laughs> yeah so that's, that's that's a black eye amidst that orange hue
2: <laughs> what's gorgeous George got to do with any of this
1: <laughs>
0: hey at least Savage did a four six. Yeah. <laughs> you might get called black eyes out of it but you got you a four six. Yeah. there's something about seeing the mega powers explode to this day that people just love to see apparently the plan is for Eric Bischoff to get the presidency of the company back and go heel again. Awesome.
2: <laughs> what? I'm, in, I'm insulted by the suggestion that there's a genuine plan at this point. There is no plan.
0: Well, actually, I believe there, there is. We'll come to it. I think it comes out, either on this timeline or the next one, but there is actually a vague semblance of an idea. But it's just like every other idea. It's just an arbitrary thought. A
2: moment in time. <laughs>
0: So were the days of our lives, Carl. (laughs) Goldberg signed a new contract with a raise to $1.5 million per year, just as he wanted. The WDF was salivating, and that may be too weak a term, hoping that Goldberg could somehow extricate himself from the WCW contract, even though he had three years left on that deal, so that they could promote Austin versus Goldberg. They even had plans on the table for what to do and when to do it and everything,
2: says Meltzer. Let's be clear on this, just to improve locker room morale. Goldberg, who has three years left on his deal, Re-negotiated. As as if it's expiring anytime soon, no. is able to hold out and be a little bitch about money, and he gets everything he wants. Doubles his
0: money. Basically. Doubles it basically. Yeah.
2: When was he? When was this?
3: The previous deal. How long had that been in play? Yeah. So he had. Yeah.
0: He. I think it was around the time of just before he won the World Title. Or just after he won the world title, so it was obviously everything that the, the pay grade had been shot yeah. significantly, and because he'd risen to fame so quickly, he was pretty much, and you know, rightfully so. Wait, he was like, get your money. Oh, I'm, I'm, it's I, you know,
2: I, I I think the phrase I used there was a sort of a little bitch over money. If Goldberg can get the money out of him, more power to him. In truth, I, my my bigger indictment is the fact that it's another example of the company just completely wilting to someone.
3: Yeah, I say he deserves his money. He deserved the raise in in the context of. Probably we'll deserve more to be yeah, honest. Exactly. Yeah. But from them, their perspective, he's a couple he years into a deal, earning eight hundred grand. Three years left on it. Three years left on it. You double his money. and I wonder how they're going to use him from this point on. How
0: they're going to get there? Yeah, is there value. is the value in that upgrade. Yeah. We'll see. Speaking of money, Kiss is receiving five hundred thousand dollars to perform two songs on Nitro. Half a mil. Half a million for two songs on Nitro. Hell. Gene Simmons will introduce Jeez. a new wrestler, the KISS Demon. They are also talking about a group of wrestlers as the KISS Warriors, who will be made up to look like the other members of the band. It worked
2: great for the No Limit soldiers. Yeah. Little Kissers. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Who's that even market? Who's that? Who's target audience of that? I don't know. In in 1999, they haven't thought that far ahead.
0: They just think they got something hot here. <laughs>
3: kiss.
0: Yeah,
2: kiss. I mean, even if you've got a target audience in mind for it and plans, they should be shelved the very moment that that mega death number comes in.
0: No. We're gonna go harder. We didn't spend enough money. I them do two songs. Yeah, two songs. More money, and that's how wrestlers look like. Them. <laughs> Fuck. The lawsuit filed by <laughs> Rena Mero against Titan Sports was officially settled out of court on July 22nd, with both sides agreeing as one of the terms to not say anything further public about the other or discuss the terms of the settlement, which allowed both sides to save face in the aftermath. Rena did reluctantly admit. That it was discussed with her to re-enter W to enter WCW, I should say, to be Hulk Hogan's new manager. <laughs> what? Yeah. So this is when she did that Cameo on Nitro at that time. Yeah. They were talking to her to be Hogan's new manager. I'm guessing because at the time it was considered that she was like ratings gold. I was going to say,
2: bearing in mind Hogan would have got wind of those numbers. Yeah.
0: He's like, fucking lock me in with her, and I'll look like the fucking man when people are looking, tune in to look what Sable's wearing this week. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't get on past him can you <laughs>
3: but he, does he think he's the only one oh god he is the only one well I Nash really
0: well that's it Nash fucking put his own promo remember he booked his own promo to go right when the, the Sable reveal happened so that he'd get the big quarter but mm. it bombed and, and the segment bombed because he was chatting to Sable instead of paying attention to him yeah so the, the, the smarter ones were trying to jump on this gravy train <coughs> Mark Henry is taking a lot of heat in the locker room Uh, And for management, because he weighed in at more than 400 pounds, and they want him preferably around 340. And they've told him they want him down to 350 for now. They had Henry tested, and he had. (laughs) They had Henry tested. He had 31% body fat. An average sedentary male is about 17, and people in good shape hover around 10. Uh, they look to be splitting Henry and Brown up and giving D'Lo a singles push they want D'Lo down to 250 he was about 7 pounds above that at the weigh in I hate to think about what the big show has been weighing these days <laughs> says Dave Meltzer so uh, Mark being singled out here for being too big
2: oh, which they then make a storyline out of
0: yeah they actually put it on TV don't they like they were not let him wrestle for blood pressure reasons and stuff like yeah. that so it's quite funny uh, here we go they've talked with Disco Inferno who's, who's kind of a recurring gem for these backstage stories this week about taking a bump on his head and doing an amnesia gimmick where he thinks he's one of the established stars like Hogan and Savage and does promos mad at Benoit and Malenko for thinking they can take the main event spots from people like him
2: and Hogan didn't he already <laughs> do a storyline where in truth he was the lackey but thought he was a big star in the wolf pack yeah but
0: now he's actually he is a star he thinks that he is like Hogan Hang on. so does he think he's Hulk Hogan Not. he doesn't think he's Hogan he thinks he was a star though he what? thinks that him and Hogan are neck and neck like the stars Even... and, he, and he's pissed at Malenko and, and Benoit trying to take his spot <laughs> and you need an amnesia angle ok
2: is it any less ludicrous than Hogan seeing Warrior in the mirror and Bischoff not seeing him but we can see him the commentators can't see him and the live audience are booing <laughs> I,
0: actually think, I think there's actually some, some potential comedy there they missed out on the disco over in the WWF Nicole Bass Shannon Hall Goldust and Ryan Shamrock have all been fired this past week Gold- oh, who the
2: fuck was Shannon Hall
0: Oh, she was, she was signed um, when they thought that Smackdown was going to be an all women's show and then they realise that's a terrible idea and she's useless so let's just fire her and can that idea um, Goldust had been out recently with a bad back there are a number of reasons here among them he and Terry Reynolds are about to be divorced and apparently with her signing a new deal they felt that she was the more marketable of the two we were told, and I don't know how serious this was, but it was said to me as him being very serious, that Dustin suggested to Vince they wanted an operation to have implants put in his chest, and to even have the operation filmed for television so he could take the Goldust character to a new level.
3: Don't do it, mate. Was that when they, they probably said that and they thought this guy must be fucked up? Didn't he? You're fired.
2: <laughs> Didn't he do that anyway in the end with his black rain face? <laughs>
0: I'm not sure he actually uh, that, that's yeah I don't know about that's a bit of a darker uh, bit of a darker story I think mm. I don't think it was, it was quite as comedic as I'm gonna get fake tits for TV <laughs> here he actually wanted people to watch him whereas if you actually hear him now he refuses to talk about the black rain period of his life
2: I would too you seen the vignettes
0: <laughs> yes I have the relic but, uh, yeah what do you think about this do you think it would have been good TV
2: no no
0: <laughs> do you think it would have been uh, no, would ne- in this- keeping with the WF they
3: you know, no, would never have done it never have done it Well Vince I, thought
2: no I was going to say even even that's too much for them at this stage yeah they didn't yeah, know it. and we're only six months away from uh, pensioning and giving birth to oh, a hand
3: I still yeah oh god
0: <laughs> <laughs> July 24th at a house show in Toronto Ken Shamrock's flight arrived late so Edge, who had worked in the opener already, was put in as a substitute, and they decided to have him beat Jeff Jarrett for the Intercontinental title on the house show since he's from Ontario, and they wanted to make the crowd happy that Shamrock wasn't going to be there. So, Edge becomes the Intercontinental Champion for a day, as it turns out, because mm. the next day is fully loaded. July 25th, 16,605 fans sell out the building, but a 0.94 buy rate for 352,000 buys, a remarkably low buy rate considering the steps. Um and obviously we'll come to what happens in the main event and the story of the show but uh, as we say there Jeff Jarrett beats Edge to get the title back uh, after Gangrel interferes that's,
2: after- not, that's not the important part about that match
0: no, after the match Steve Austin runs out and stuns Jeff Jarrett once again <laughs> so there you go I think this is the one actually when he really just threw him at the ring really aggressively he's th- right, he's, he
2: sprints like a madman yeah. doesn't he he's got,
3: got one on him this week <laughs> yeah. this, uh, th- talk about this number I guess I guess we go. It's, it's probably down to again the rehash of the of the guy, the match themselves. Taker and Austin again. Spark and trips. Maybe no, people just didn't buy the stippers. It's just going uh, going around. It'll be it'd be washed under the mm. some, something, possibly. But the, uh, the actual build on the show itself, I thought was really good. Uh, there's well, interesting at least, and as I said, start to mention before, Austin's the bleeder. We know he, he's in real danger of losing this title in the screwiest way that we've seen him losing yep. before. They oh, we'll uh, referenced. Yeah, this is great. So Austin goes on the wolf path, to even the score, bust Undertaker open, and you know let's have a fucking fifty-fifty battle. Let's see which bleeder bleeds first. Yeah, and so that's the whole story of the show. and I think it's a really interesting story, but it's within the show, so it's like the anticipation towards the actual title match is good except you're doing all this anticipation. Six,
2: six days too late and, yeah. <laughs> and the only other thing you get prior to that is Austin being busted open again yeah. on Sunday night heat before they cut to the paper before they do you. this yeah. Uh, the
0: boss man wins the hardcore title by pinning Al Snow who was sitting upright at the time uh, he gets pinned against the fence and that's enough apparently Ring well, the bell. well
2: even JR at least tries to cover for it says what? the ref made a judgement call <laughs> god bless
0: Jim Ross <laughs> yeah, if <you're> Jim <laughs> Ross what more so can on. you do <laughs> In the middle of this show, The Undertaker and The Big Show form an alliance. Yes. (laughs) The
2: Big Show beats Kane. So now we're up to the next (laughs) turn. Yeah. And you can dismiss the notions of The Big Show.
0: Yeah. So, Big Show, who was, you know, battered at the start of this month, busted open by The Undertaker with a steel chair, now buds. Just homies. Homies with a dead man. This is straight out of
3: Nitro. Yeah, it this is. This is like, yeah, Nash. might have wrote this. Yeah. Just flipping the, just flip the story. Flip, flip the, the alignments. Just for, uh, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back here, shall we? I guess that's the point, though No, one gives a fuck about the Big Show. It's all about Steve yeah. Austin. Steve, as long as
0: Steve Austin and Rock are uh, authentic. Yeah. And, and Vince. So his buy rates, though, interesting. I'll, I'll be interested to see how this, Nitro. how this goes. Um, Road Dog and X-Pac win the DX name when, of all people, fucking Billy Gunn does the job. Billy Gunn, who just beat The Rock, King of the Ring, and is going to work with The Rock going forward. Not China. Billy does the job. Yep.
2: It's almost as if she's got friends in high places. Triple H was given the major
0: push on this show and finally gets the headline of pay-per-view event on his own, says Melter in a hilarious... Uh, bit of foreshadowing there that doesn't turn out to be the case with a win over The Rock with help from Billy Gunn in a strap match setting up Austin versus Helmsley as the SummerSlam main event um, Rock is so clearly the biggest star on this show and there is something that's not on this show it's on Sunlight Heat Triple H's promo This no,
2: terrible I,
0: mean, amongst, I was amongst, held down amongst the, the of, curtain
2: call amongst the li- and and the, yeah, straight out of Russo's wheelhouse call, a is. call back to the, the curtain call yeah it's just it's your sort of atypical turgid Helmsley promo during this stage where you can sit there and say to your point earlier Kieran he looks more like Triple H, the Triple H that we sort of know in years going forward but my God when he speaks you just want to it's the delivery as well is it F- face down he's not projecting it's it, it, yeah. yeah he just does not come across as a star in the slightest still got that wine,
3: that
0: hint of wine in his yeah. voice that almost like sense of like almost that like, entitlement of like I should be a big star, yeah. oblivious to the fact that your delivery sucks and that's why you're not. You don't project yeah. like a star, but you want to be gifted everything to go your way to get this push.
2: And then you contrast that with the promo on the pay per view, where he's oh, in the ring and Rock's doing the promo backstage, which they they show Helmsley watching on oh, the time no, his face
0: is great. He looks so personally affronted. as rock just fucking verbally fists him. This is the one you went held
2: down because. Of the... Yeah, you went held down because you wanted to say goodbye to your Rudy Pooh friends in Madison Square. Your <laughs> <The laughs> rock says you were held down because you absolutely <laughs> suck.
0: And he's not wrong. Uh, as a character, he's not wrong. Uh yeah. Just, just
2: think about <laughs> during this month. During this month, he's jobbed. He Must say, job is wrong too. Rock. He, He's lost. He loses to Triple H. In right? the cage. Yeah. In the cage. Well no he beats him in the cage. Well, no, no, There's no, the, no, it's no. the it's and then gets beaten up afterwards. Gets beaten up afterwards, loses on this pay per view, lost to Billy Gunn six days before this pay per view. And if you want to go back a few you know, three weeks prior to that, loses to Taker. It
1: mm-hmm.
2: I just It's a miracle. The, the, the treatment of him <laughs> is so unbecoming. Of the star that he is,
3: it, it, it completely fucked up how they treat a guys since then. Because I think they can do that, and it doesn't matter as long as a couple of moments and you give him a couple of lines. This guy was a fucking—it's a miracle this guy survived. It's not a miracle; he's a fucking god. It's <laughs> Everyone t- else it's, isn't. it's testament
2: to how good he was that just, he survived.
3: It's not even that he's good because he watch the lines. It's, a lot of the lines are oh shit. It's, it's the charisma, yeah. this innate charisma this guy's got to hold your attention
0: he's just phenomenal yeah and in the main event Austin beats The Undertaker in what is frankly a bit of a running fest X-Pac appears and Van Damme is The Undertaker uh, which I thought I remember watching it at the time thinking fucking awesome there's something about seeing X-Pac in the main event involved in the main event, it. the main event it. it's a simple just being in the being sphere there. of Austin yeah. and, and not being a fucking uh, Super Bowl making someone else look good Yeah,
2: and boy did they eat it up
0: oh man that crowd yeah they, they loved X-Pac being there Austin hits, him in the, hits Taker in the face with a camera to finish and uh, and Vince is gone Taker bleeds you the can bell the, rings the
2: brawl afterwards
0: Triple H runs in Rock runs in Austin stands Taker and Vince and stands triumphant to end fuck thank god the story's over fuck off Undertaker that's the last match we'll hopefully see of that for a while and Vince is gone so that's your fully loaded and at least Rock does come out and still beats up Triple H and they do make him look a little bit better but, uh. Moving now to the next night. Obviously, we're talking WWF, so let's start with Raw. Because after the crowd being so into X-Pac Van Damme and Aethering, uh. The Undertaker, the show opens with The Undertaker beating the shit out of X-Pac backstage.
3: Uh. Is, is it the backstage? Is it out there in the ring? It when... starts
0: backstage. Rodog comes yeah. out to help. Take a beats him up and chokeslams him through a table, too. Taker then kills X-Pac some more out in the ring. Yeah, out in the ring, and JR, on commentary,
3: screams something along the lines of he's killing his career. As we speak, or my life, before our very before eyes, before our very eyes, something like that. Basically yeah. saying, this guy had a bit of momentum, and you're cutting his balls off right now. That's why I took it because it's true. Yeah, he just made him look like an absolute.
0: I, I, who the fuck? Whose idea was this? Why would you do this? Other than to put him in this place, <laughs> he was hot. What,
3: like, what, what what would you, would you, put him in his place. Put, put, why?
0: Take what, a versus X Pack is a thing. You could have done that easy.
2: It's. It? I have a theory on why. I patterns.
0: always think. I always go back to Triple H as the guy. Yeah.
2: That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Trip, you know, we've heard before about how Triple H would sort of put stories aside or say, no, 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 no. I'll do that one. <laughs> yeah. So you you can imagine him seeing the reaction X Pox getting over the weeks and particularly seeing that reaction at the pay per view the night before.
0: and When he's struggling. Yeah.
3: Well, that's funny. It's it's when they've been together as well. You think all that time when they were in the ring together and, and Pac was the absolute fucking workhorse and, and the dynamo of that that team Yeah, he's floundered as a face before got, no one, really, no one um, likes him no one gave a shit about him no. when fight. he wasn't there no one missed him exactly so that's still there nagging at the back as, as obscure as it might be why would Triple H hold down a guy who's kind of his buddy in real life and I not think. on the same
0: side of the fence as him yeah
3: and you'd think he'd want him as a nice dance partner at some point but that jealousy that fact and it'll come in I mean, it's, it's the, ins-
2: we're, we're it's the so- insecurity of being overshadowed yeah. at what he perceives as this is my moment to break this through. This is my time. So regardless of whether I should have a good dance partner or someone built on the other side, spotlight,
0: spotlight on me. Because <laughs> he fucking needs it badly. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just, I, I don't know if it was just Taker wanting something back, because Taker's a, a fucking poison pill around this time as well. With,
2: uh, fuck, or is it, is is it's it a pack, sack of crap. Is is it, pack, of crap? Is is
3: this is um, all packs of Victory Zone talents that these guys who want to be st- who desperate to to maintain their status in, in this company see this guy who's fucking awesome at making them look good Yeah, and he, instead of elevating this guy so he can draw money and make everyone look good will help to some degree uh, let's just keep him where he is
0: and make, make, me, make me look good this week Yeah. Kane eventually comes out and that brings out the big show to attack Kane the fans chant for Austin because <laughs> at least they know that he won't be fucking made like an idiot uh, but no such luck X-Pac gets taken out in an ambulance um, and Basically, Kane, this, is, this is when Cain falls to his knees and does his heroic cry to the gods, which was just so hokey.
2: Oh, a guttural noise. He's <laughs> <is> Chewbacca. <laughs> Chewbacca in pain. Basically, yeah. With a muzzle.
0: x expat goes out in the ambulance and as he's going out in the ambulance, a limo pulls in and it's Vince. He's here one day later after being forced to leave. Vince is here, everybody. Uh, he comes out for his farewell. He's funny as fuck here so he he comes out Austin comes out of course um, and they do the whole thing where Vince is you know I'm the bigger man and tries to shake hands with Austin and this whole thing is just so great I love this segment where Vince comes out for the final goodbye Austin comes out they do that that back and forth bantering Austin refuses to shake his hand and as Vince gets out the ring Austin just whoa 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 and he gives him the double middle finger and the place explodes it's like yeah fuck off Vince um, I, I think this is great any, any anything you want to add to this in terms of just Austin controlling the room. Vince is hilarious here. And I you can I've watched this like God, I hope he's not gone for long he's gonna be missed. Yeah. He's gonna be missed.
2: No of course, what? there is the
0: point where at the top of the ramp he turns around and gives Austin the gammy middle finger back. <laughs> which is tremendous. Uh as obviously he's doing this, Jim Ross <laughs> is called into the ring by uh, by Austin. So that he can sing the goodbye song, <laughs> yeah. as well. So Vince goes out to a chorus of na na na, na hey hey, oh hell yeah, goodbye. As uh, as Vince leaves and there's the sour person, the middle finger. Um, he walks all the way out to his limousine after the break, and there's a cameo from Howard Finkel.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is great. And so it's been a rough month for the Fink, hasn't it? Because DX find out that he stooged him off. Yeah. So he gets tarred and feathered.
0: Yeah. And then here, <laughs> he goes up and with tears welling up in his eyes talked about it's how a it's,
2: a, it's a lovely performance from the thing <laughs> it's pretty shit <laughs> he's
0: like Mr McMahon I just want to say it's been such a pleasure working with you all these years and but wor- but you're really going to be
2: missed but it works because it's supposed to be hokey
0: and then Vince looks at him and just goes get the hell away from me <laughs> oh, that was fantastic <laughs> gets in the limo the limo rides off into the sunset there you go the end of Vince forever apparently
2: at least I, I, I speaking just for myself personally here it did feel like it was a a finality to the feud i know as we go forward into when eventually when you get to 2000 when you got the sort of power trip and sort of austin's needy side which no one really wanted to see but but to me it it did at least feel like the end of a feud it felt like a a proper end yeah this was a blow-off this is
0: this is what we never gave you exactly (laughs)
2: There's, there's your contrast again
0: now the interesting part is obviously you need a next chapter and is the next chapter going to be all that compelling so well, I guess we'll see we've got, uh, we've got a lot of interesting stuff going on here chief among them Val Venus and the Godfather beating Droz and Albert in a street fight notable only for the cameo of a man dressed in white who does a run in half through and attacks the Godfather the suited uh, man in the white suit with the white dreads, did you catch this Carl?
2: I did didn't particularly care
0: Vic Grimes in uh, his drug dealer gimmick that lasted about two weeks so uh, this is the show for those of you out there who care Uh, The Rock comes out and does another great interview shock horror Uh, Triple H and China did an interview challenging The Rock to come out he did but then Mr. Ass attacked him with a club which is his new weapon of choice a billy club I guess for Billy Gunn
2: well and again it just emphasises a sort of pecking order Triple H gets the sledgehammer he gets the little wooden mallet It's it's all about the optics
0: China gives him a low blow as well uh, so the Rock turns his attention and challenges Billy Gunn and China to a handicap match uh, on this show. Kane, in another handicap match, beats the big show and The Undertaker via DQ in two minutes when uh, Taker tapped Kane twice with a chair. Why did I write that? Tapped Kane twice with a chair. I guess he. Oh, yeah, he didn't hit him very hard. He was like lightly, like little dinky chair shots. Right. He's like, ding, yeah, I remember now. God, fucking. Yeah, they look fucking. They look like Hogan chair shots. Um. don't know if it was. I don't want to do what that was. Road Dog does a run in. Uh, to help Kane but the Big Show choke slams him uh, but at this point I was trying to figure out what Road Dogg did to get put in this position and what Billy Gunn did to get in his position since ever since they split Road Dogg has gotten more and more over and the more over he gets the more he gets squashed uh, Billy Gunn the less over he gets the more he gets pushed <laughs> how's this happening uh Jeff Jarrett and Deborah tease dissension once again and then they bring in Ben Stiller who's been in the crowd for most of this episode for a cheap plug of his film Mean Machine or something Mystery like Man. that Mystery Men Mean Machine that's Vinny Jones isn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Mystery Men that's the one and actually Stiller gets WCW to plug him too in a month yeah so kudos Ben good work uh, Jarrett beats him up and puts him in the figure 4 but uh, this is after he asks Ben Stiller what he's here for and Ben Stiller says basically he's here for the tits <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sarah's fantastic I'm here for the puppies. Well, he puts over Jarrett as well saying what a great champion is and all this shit just kissing his ass because he doesn't care yeah,
0: yeah I thought it was funny yeah and he
3: sells, sells the uh, the figure
0: four, figure four yeah. like a trooper yeah he does D-Lo comes out makes the save uh, and hits Jarrett with a frog splash and carries Ben Stiller out um, <laughs> this was supposed to be Steve Austin in this role but uh, I guess it makes me more sense for D-Lo because D-Lo's going oh. to be working with him um, Triple H Continuing his mega push, beats Ken Shamrock, who, by the way, Steve Blackman ran over with a car earlier in this show. <laughs> Just a little throwaway thing there as Sham was walking around backstage. I
2: reversed the car into him at the time that X Pac was going away in the ambulance.
0: That was a bad time for Ken, wasn't it? Really?
2: Multiple things going on in one shot.
0: And then Vince then arrives at the same time. Yeah, it reminds me of someone.
2: Yeah. Can't R- think who. Lot going on here. Yeah, too much, you might argue.
0: Ref stoppage. Triple H beats Ken Shamrock by ref stoppage for kicking his ass too much yeah,
2: the he, had, world, he had been the, run over
0: and he internal the bleeding H2. the bleeding from the mouth yeah I don't,
3: I don't got a problem with
0: this Triple H on commentary i uh, got a problem yeah. with that <laughs> oh yeah. god yeah <laughs> <laughs> Triple H goes on commentary um, for the Rock versus Billy Gunn and China match and on commentary him and Jim Ross are arguing the whole time and finally uh, Triple H decks Jim Ross Steve Austin shows up to save the day and attacks Triple H uh, really good brawl outside the ring actually while Rocky to the rock bottom on the billy gun in China in the ring um, when Austin Triple H went to the announce table the show went off the air just as Rock was about to give Mr. Ass the people's elbow
2: yeah real WCW move there we're yeah. out
0: right of time Tony mm. see you next week the ending was really really hot because Austin's there brawling Rock's on fire in the ring baby face is looking great but yeah Triple H on commentary with Jim Ross again such a try hard nothing
3: Going for him like that, you'd say. Oh, it's just so bland. So it's so interesting this pit, this phase Triple H because he's so. It's almost so he's, almost so close to being there. So what we know, he, but he's actually and he's got so much focus on him. Yeah, but he's a million miles away from being there at the same time. It's like very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Insc- the insecurity element to it, the confidence element to it,
2: maybe. Mm, yeah. Confidence is definitely a thing. Yeah, the, the contrast. Mm. the contrast to
0: once but doesn't believe
2: here's the person who the company wanted to be the next major heel who isn't there against them you know having beat the big star in the rock now going up against the biggest star and let's face it from the way it's portrayed no one's buying it in it's current form
3: gets worse next week
2: <laughs> <laughs> next timeline Kieran. next timeline yeah. speaking of uh, not
0: buying what's being sold here <laughs> it's time to talk about WCW again folks July Let's 26 see how Nitro close out the month <laughs> the show opened with Hulk Hogan doing a tired outdated interview
3: what's he wearing on this one
0: this is uh, at the moment he's still wearing his Hollywood garb mm. in his black and white threads Kevin Nash comes out flanked by Sid and Rick Steiner. his boys. No acknowledgement or attempt to explain why Sid is now with Nash and not with Savage. Oh. And <laughs> it wasn't just me, Mister. No, no, it wasn't just you. It makes no sense. They did a three-on-one until Sid C- until Sting saved the day. Hogan asked Sting to be his partner, but Sting walked away.
2: All the while, the crowd chanting Goldberg.
0: Yes, they were. <laughs> And I don't know why this thing had such a problem since they were pretty much playing touchbutt the week before were, standing yeah, in the ring together. They were playing but the week before, yeah. They announced that Chad Brock would be performing on the August 9th <laughs> Nitro. <laughs> <laughs> he does shit. I <laughs> Who? By the way... Chad Brock. Chad Brock. Next week. Who's Chad Brock? Actually, There's two weeks.
3: There's two first names.
0: <laughs> so he's a guy who had a... He, he, he was a wrestler wannabe who had a top 10 hit in, uh, with a country music song and apparently ended up having quite a successful country music career to the point where about 15 years later he was the guy that was going to buy TNA
3: <laughs> oh ironies
0: yeah he was Jeff Jarrett's mate He was going to buy TNA and then ended up not getting it because uh, Bob Carter wanted Dick to go along as part of the deal so oh, there you go Rey Mysterio beats Vampira by disqualification with the insane clown posse runs in Eddie Guerrero makes the save and the plays went fucking crazy for Guerrero here as a baby face like yeah fucking Eddie god damn I love Eddie when I watch these timelines back I don't enjoy anything about WCW anymore watching these timelines back it's fucking awful I don't get any enjoyment out of any cruiserweight matches or anything like that because I always get fucking ruined by Sid or Savage or someone like that but the two things that I really do enjoy still hate to say it but Benoit is incredible he's a fucking great wrestler he's just he's like he's, he's, he is honestly one of the greatest wrestlers that's ever lived when yeah. you watch this stuff back he's fucking incredible and then at the same time Eddie Guerrero I love watching Eddie he's so great yeah. he's so awesome that's, that's, just,
2: that's the tra- only when he's when, the, you know, when he's showing the fire it's just yeah. oh my god
0: yeah, there's, there's something lovable about him when he's a baby face Eddie he's just a fire motherfucker when he's, a heel, he's got that fucking fart sniffing stare at the fans it's yeah. awesome anyway I digress Sting came out from an unusual segment with Hulk Hogan The fans booed Hogan in this segment After cheering him like crazy earlier in the show Which was odd uh, They probably assumed che- he, he turned again Yeah, well, why not Sting asked the fans if he should team with Hogan And they booed heavily Sting listened to the advice of the fans Then agreed to team with Hulk Hogan <laughs> They booed even heavier World's dumbest baby face yeah. I've said it before And you'll say it again Jason Hervey on commentary oh my
2: fucking god Ugh. like these these are not WCW's wonder years <laughs> fucking right oh. what an annoying prick
3: what an annoying bellend all he's doing is talking about old Nautilus from week before <laughs> and at the same time it's the context of we got Bischoff in this position on commentary the weeks before that and that made no sense because who's this fucker now? And yeah. why is he why this is this guy who is this confusing previously had his position of power, now he's not, now he's a commentator but he's it makes no sense. Jason Hervey Who? Who the fuck is this guy? I mean we know not yeah, obviously he tells us all who he is. Yeah, but it's like it's he it does, he's he telling us all what a big deal he is and oh, fuck. I hate this guy. It's just this company, of so many fucking superfluous bullshit characters in positions of power it's like he's got a position of power even though he doesn't I just, it's such oh it's horrible there's no rhyme reason or continuity to most oh it's horrible so I are you, bear are this are you saying
2: country. with a straight face to me the pair of you that you don't think that the WCW fans such as they existed at that point what a caveat didn't care about the bigger brother from the wonder years that had ended years previously
3: why would they even know who he was
2: Because he's friends with Bischoff.
3: Is he? How do they know that? How does anyone know that? What's this guy's... You're supposed to
2: to assume these things. We've established this by now.
0: Yeah.
3: But Chad Brock's on next week too, so
0: fuck it just would That DJ ran again and be done with it I'm assuming it's the scene that the whole world knew that Bishop had had that successful surgery to remove his chin from fucking Hervey's gooch years before <laughs> <laughs> he's been fucking milling around Hollywood together trying I... to sell him as the golden boy that saved wrestling I and mean, everyone best, yeah, by... ever.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean <laughs>
2: by <laughs> I mean by this by this stage they're, they're, I don't Uh, but in this stage the only things I can see that are getting consistent baby face reactions are Goldberg even when he's not there and the Nitro Girls because there's enough pervy blokes in the audience
3: no I don't think the Nitro Girls are getting pops anymore
0: no I think think their days are done done
2: (laughs) oh they should have been
0: I just thought this guy was... I, this might be the, the worst commentary fucking performance I've, I've ever seen. Like, I mean, I'm sure that, like, your, like Art Donovan gets a nod <laughs> and all that Rob, stuff. Rob Bartlett. Yeah, I thought this guy was worse than Rob Bartlett. I fucking... I couldn't... I, a, fuck you. Who the fuck do you think? You, you think you're so special. Yeah. And you are just, like, the fucking dirt worst, like... You, you had one thing that was successful in your life, and you've been fucking trying to cling to this ever since. Fuck you, buddy. It's quite No easy. one's watching this for you. It's quite easy to
2: see how him and Bischoff are friends, isn't it? Yeah. You know, they're all birds of a feather.
0: Speaking of celebrities, Dennis Rodman kidnaps Gorgeous George, the exact same angle they did with Nash earlier this month. Yeah. Well, Rodman hadn't watched
3: the show, so he didn't, like, know. He didn't know. He didn't know it hadn't been, it'd been done already, so yeah.
0: Yeah. Goldberg beats Kurt Hennig by DQ not even a pin in his first <laughs> match back <laughs> yeah, he can't even give 1.5 1.5 and he can't even beat the fucking cowboy by by pin yeah but Bill he's got a song out yeah oh
3: yeah can't lose to him
2: <laughs> think of the world tour Bill <laughs> think of the world tour not only should he be beating Hennig he should be beating him in record time, and then beating the rest of the West Texas Riddens. would you
3: put them no. But,
2: given that he's well, you shouldn't have him. You shouldn't have any association whatsoever. Yeah. I grant you. <laughs> but if you're gonna do it, at least have him beat all four of them in one night. Is,
3: this, is Bill Goldberg a big rap fan all of a sudden? Is he? <laughs> no, this, 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 this no, he's, he's hard rock, oh, is metal, me-
0: Megadeth, obviously. Okay,
3: we should be crossing over anyway. No, that
0: makes no sense. David I mean, Flair pins Chris Benoit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Is this, this was just a red to
0: get him chopped wasn't it <laughs> that's what I thought that's let's make his chest look as red as his fucking face yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh. if this can't elicit a response ring fuck all else will
0: Benoit had the match won twice but Charles refused to call the submission um Rick is no longer president so why is a biased ref like Charles still in the ring with Sting in charge the world's dumbest baby face and why on earth is he still refereeing David's match
2: but why isn't Flair still president because Bischoff's not a referee and has no power as he's told us
0: DDP hit Benoit with a title for the finish. It's not like he fucking went down clean to the figure four of David Farris I don't
2: like care if he went down clean or not. It shouldn't happen. Shane Douglas versus Scott Putski. <laughs> Polish power. Yeah, Rick Steiner versus Chase Tatum. Jesus. Isn't he the backup QB for the Vikings? <laughs>
0: I couldn't believe that fucking match when it came on the network. Rick Steiner versus Chase Tatum. Who who is he? He's just some fucking. At least I know at least
2: I've heard of Scott Putsky's dad. He
0: was he was Goldberg's mate from the power plant. Uh, there
2: we go.
0: Finally, in the illustrious main event, those two fucking boys, Nash and Sid, <laughs> the lads, beating Hogan and Sting. Rick Steiner tripped Hogan, Nash hit Hogan with a chair, Hogan blades, Nash pins Hogan. Goldberg ran in at the end But the heels left him laying as well Yes <laughs> Loser <laughs> 1.5 million dollars hey,
2: those, All those zeros on his contract Why not make him a zero in real life
3: what, Why was he even helping? Why was he there? there? Is it because he thought he had to earn his money? <laughs> I why
0: he did more than that
3: I, I only got a DQ over Fucking Mr. Perfect <laughs> i <could>
1: probably,
3: <laughs> I, be, I better do something else to earn my money
0: I could, I could probably beat a Rick Steiner
3: Good night I'm going to save Hulk
0: that'll, that's what, that'll earn my money No no disaster, disastrous turn of events here for old Bill. Raw this week did a seven point one. Come on, <laughs> healthy number. Come on, only number. only marginally behind the Owen Hart Show for the all-time best-rated Raws, seven point one for Raw. Interestingly, Nitro did its usual three point four. Over the head-to-head two hours, Raw's seven point one destroyed Nitro's three point two by almost four full ratings points. Come on, come on, give me the give me the end number. The handicap match with Kane vs Big Show and Undertaker pulled a record-setting 7.8 quarter hour. Kane vs Big Show and Undertaker did a 7.8, the highest-rated match ever in a competitive situation. Raw a 7.77 quarter earlier in the show for the Steve Austin final confrontation with Vince McMahon, which beat Regal versus Whipwreck on Nitro by five full points. is only did a 2.7. In the minute by minute ratings, the Austin Vince face off peaked at a 9.0. 9.0 for the blow off. Nitro. The earth, the earth
2: rotates around the axle that is Steve Austin.
0: Yeah. Nitro peaked for its main event of Hogan's Sting vs. Nash and Sear, which drew a four point one final quarter, head to head with a six point six for the beginning of Rock's handicap match. Nitro also did two point seven ratings for Medusa vs. Patty Stone Grinder, Shane Douglas vs. Scott Putsky, and a two point six for Evan Courageous vs. Ernest Miller.
2: Nit- once again that he's not the greatest.
0: <laughs> Nitro's strong quarters. With three point fives for Goldberg's return to the ring against Hennig, which was still doubled by Raw, with Godfather and Venus versus Droz and Albert. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and then <laughs>
1: one point five million to get beaten by Droz and Albert.
0: Nothing. <laughs> Double <laughs> Shellacked. <laughs>
1: Double. <Divult. laughs>
0: oh it's just gotten awful now it's just getting awful now I can't look anymore I can't read the notes anymore stop
1: it's too sad they're already dead
0: yeah <laughs> somebody stop the damn match yeah someone someone had to look at this in, in an office
3: somewhere and think we are seriously seriously fucked now
0: it's so bad <laughs> It's so bad. I can't believe it. Oh my goodness. All right. Let me just the other st- five, the other five, strong points. Yeah. The other strong quarter was David Flair versus Chris Benoit, which which was a 3.5. We just was- <laughs> let that sink in, <laughs> which was also more than doubled by a 7.3 quarter for Triple H and Shamrock.
3: Well, thank God for that. It's David
0: Flair. The overall wrestling audience for the 5 minutes after 11 p.m was an eleven point five rating and a twenty-one share, which is incredible for two shows on cable. The twenty-one percent of the television watching audience was watching wrestling. Uh, for that uh, for the overrun. Whew, he's a bit of a come down after that I think. <coughs> Nash, who is still officially the booker but it's in name only since Hogan and Bishop are calling most of the major shots, is trying to position the storyline to where he gets the title from Hart before the end of the year in exchange for putting Hulk Hogan over at Road Wild. Nash was very upset at Nitra because he wanted to team with Rick Steiner against Hogan and Sting and had Vicious Book to destroy Chase Tatum but as the show went on Bischoff pulled the switch figuring Sid in the match would be better for ratings um, well maybe it was <laughs> could have been worse yeah did 4.1 final quarter Big Sid <coughs> after doing that huge number with Hogan 2.9 definitely... the week before in, in fairness he's comparing him to Rick Steiner so what do you want <clears throat> I suppose so Anyway, from The Torch, interesting stuff here. At Raw, management proposed that Steve Austin face Jeff Jarrett in a short singles match leading to Triple H interfering. Steve Austin turned down the match. Management proposed an alternate plan of him facing Billy Gunn with the same finish of Triple H interfering. Austin turned that down also, apparently arguing that Jeff Jarrett and Billy Gunn aren't over enough yet to deserve the rub of wrestling him on TV. Austin also said there was no storyline reason to have a cold match with Billy Gunn when he's being groomed for The Rock. The next day at the Tuesday Raw tapings, Austin turned down the idea of wrestling in a tag match teaming with The Rock against Billy Gunn, Triple H and China. Management's frustration is that Austin has such a short list of people that he believes are worthy of wrestling him, Taker, Kane, Rock and Mankind, that the time has come for Austin to give Jarrett and Gunn the same rub that Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker gave to him when he was rising to main event status. Austin isn't going out of his way to do any favours for Jeff Jarrett, and nobody it seems is high on Billy Gunn, who seems more concerned with his physical appearance than learning the intangibles necessary to carry a top heel spot. So there you go Austin uh, dictating some directions here Mm. Not wrestling Jeff Jarrett Not wrestling Billy Gunn On TV No sir Not ready
2: Well Well, not wrong
3: And at the same time yeah He's watching how they're treating Rock And maybe Rock should have uh, Took a bit of notes And said no to some of these Fucking stupid jobs on TV For no rhyme or reason
2: (laughs) Yeah I I don't understand I don't understand the notion of Put him in there with
0: Jarrett in the slightest. Well, well, welcome, we'll come to the, 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 the. Trust me, this is the beginning of what will become in a, in in a, in a bigger issue in August. So as a uh, teaser, that is the the beginnings of of a big story that's coming on the August timeline. That same day, actually, when he refused to, uh, to work in that six per well, the, the multi person tag team with Rockins, Billy, Triple H, and China, is. Uh, at that taping, Steve Austin suffered a shin injury that was initially feared to be a break by going through the announce table with an elbow on Triple H after the show went off the air. Uh, Austin was furious with himself for doing the move on the spur of the moment when it wasn't even televised. Uh, another more on this next month because this actually ends up being quite a big story with Austin being out for, uh, for quite a while with a knee injury. So uh, that is the, the start of another thing that we'll come back to on the next episode of The Timeline. That same day july twenty seventh while nobody in their right mind believed that they'd heard the last of vince mcmahon vs bret hart mcmahon went out of his way to goad bret with blistering comments on tsn's off the record talk show mcmahon attempted to divert the issue from the death of Owen hart to a personal vendetta from Brett stemming from the Survivor Series. McMahon said that he had met with Hart out of respect for Owen the day of the funeral, and said that Brett carried the entire conversation and only mentioned Owen in one sentence out of the hour conversation, trying to indicate that Brett really didn't care about Owen, and tried to portray Brett as using Owen's death for his own revenge. This is a quote from Vince. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. He said I ruined his marriage, I ruined his career, all he wanted to do was talk about himself. It was like looking into the eyes of a skeleton. He wasn't human. It was a very weird experience.
2: Fuck you. Still trying to babyface himself to this day.
0: Owen was told, sorry, Brett was outright told not to talk about Owen by Martha's lawyers and told Carl DeMarco that ahead of time, using it as a reason to not even meet with Vince since there was nothing else he wanted to discuss with him. Vince claimed that Brett took advantage of Martha being in a vulnerable emotional position and that all the actions taken by Martha and the rest of the family rested on Brett's shoulders, which is something who anyone who has the slightest bit of knowledge of that family would know to be completely ridiculous. Vince still trying to win.
3: Who, who did he tell this story to?
0: This is on off the record. Oh, okay. Oh fucking hell. Yes, yeah, so he's publicly saying all this about Brett. He's
2: publicly saying it on television in Canada.
3: <sighs> don't worry, folks. We've got Edge. Watch him. He's Canadian too.
0: Yeah. I don't know that what a Fucking Vincent Man. Well, no one ever said he was a nice guy. I suppose. So there you go. There was a ton of talk that Triple H is getting the title. But the rule of thumb with guest refs, especially a governor, is that they catch the heel cheating, throw a punch at someone, and raise the babyface's hand at the end, says Meltzer. So again, a little bit of foreshadowing there for what's to come. An idea floated last week was for Douglas to screw Chris Benoit and company at the end and form a new four horsemen, which will be Douglas, Barry Windham, Kurt Hennig, and Dustin
2: Rhodes, managed by Ric Flair. are so you're gonna transition three quarters of the rest West Texas Rednecks into the horseman.
0: Dustin Rhodes. Oh du- okay oh, Ker- didn't he Dustin? Yeah. Well the fucking whose idea do you think this probably was? Bibby. Right. <laughs> yeah. Shane Douglas ba- Barry Windham his Florida boy, gets in there. Yeah. because of course. Yeah. Dustin Rhodes, managed by Flair. Flair's <laughs>
3: the manager. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was reported. <laughs> <laughs>
2: sorry just quickly. Go on. And at what point do they feel the need for Benoit to be screwed by Douglas? I mean, the Revolution are doing a fine job of losing on their own.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, they're, 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 they're forming a revolution here, Carl's. Early stages. Give it a break. It was reported in the San Antonio media that Sean Michaels was involved in a road raid in- incident this week where he allegedly pulled out a gun on a motorist who cut him off.
3: Yeah, man. Badass. Just <laughs> don't call Michaels.
0: Take don't, care of business. He's got to get where he's got to go, man. Yeah. Don't get in his way. <laughs> The WWF is now acknowledging publicly that Ken Shamrock is leaving the company to go back to the UFC. Shamrock's contract expires in late February, but the WWF will allow him to fight before that date and would like to potentially co-promote a UFC fight if he were able to appear on it. Uh, so, interesting, because Shamrock, who not that long ago seemed like he had quite a bit of momentum, is just kind of spurted out completely this month. Yeah. He's like nothing now.
3: Uh, it felt like he was yeah, so marginalised this month I was going to
2: say that the second he's put into a programme with Blackman y- y- you know that the focus isn't going to be on him no yeah, it's just a weird
0: fucking like I said going from that thing with Vince to going into this thing with Blackman Yeah, I, I wonder if that was where that fucking story died is him dropping this note to Vince that, eh, you know I actually kind of want to do this now alright well, then down the card you go you put Triple H over on the way the WWF, however, is in the process of making three more roster additions, uh, to make it for Shamrock's leaving, ECW's Dudley Boys and Stevie Richards. While none had signed contracts at press time, the Dudleys reached a verbal agreement on July 28th with Jim Ross. Stevie Richards, who has been working independently for the past several months, had been talked with and considered for a spot in the WWF as part of DX uh, earlier in the year, but the major holdup had been the condition of his once-broken neck. Richards has now received medical clearance, which is expected to pave the way for his signing. Steve Richards in DX is a weird one. That that's the
3: kind of thing that makes no sense, other than some nerds put two and two together because he was he did the Stevie kick.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. It. And he's gonna use Michaels in the some, for some bullshit like that. that yeah. yeah. The Dudleys uh, apparently the Dudleys have been were a, a Russo guy. Uh, a Russo he, he really lobbied for for the Dudleys to come in. Apparently Russo wanted them back in March of this of uh, '99 couldn't get him and now uh, they made, the, made the offer and they're on their way the duds i am seeing New Yorkers who
3: spit and beat up women I would assume <laughs> so was licking his
1: lips
0: yeah The Big Show everyone's favourite uh, giant is being put with The Undertaker as a tag team to advance his learning and understanding and maybe have some of The Undertaker's dedication rub off on him similar to a decade ago when they put Lex Luger in The Four Horsemen hoping some of Ric Flair's attributes would rub off on him it didn't work then and it's up to Paul White to see if it works now. White's legit body weight is in the 440 pound range and they want him down to 400. He peaked at 505 in WCW. So he was actually legit 500 pounds at one point. Big show. Di- Teaming with take to show how it's really done in the WWF.
2: Yeah. Just, uh... Did he shake his hand every time he arrived as well?
0: Oh, I'm sure the he edges. did. I'm sure he did. On July 30th, the Kansas City Police Department's criminal investigation into the death of Owen Hart was completed without any charges being filed, as there was no basis for an involuntary manslaughter charge against the rigging coordinator. The WWF claimed the decision further supports the WWF's belief as to the truly accidental nature of Owen Hart's death. Hart's accident was one of those extremely unfortunate tragedies that sometimes occurs, despite the best of precautions.
2: Well, for God's sake. It's just... What a not lovely, a, not what not a lovely,
0: what a lovely sentiment that was to fucking throw out to the world.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. Wh- yeah oh, we oh, killed oh. him. Yeah, we killed him.
3: Accidents
0: shit up-
2: happens. Shit happens. Shit happens and shit. Yeah, get over <laughs> bro. it, bro. <laughs> Didn't you know there's a ratings war and we're winning it, now.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Collateral damage.
0: Yeah. And by the way, Brett's a prick. <laughs> Also on July 30th, the final note for the timeline here, and it ties back to all of you fine listeners here in the UK who can probably remember this. WCW Worldwide launches on Channel 5. They tried to introduce fans to the product, and listed who the champions were, saying that Savage was the world champion, having beaten Nash for the title. The show ended with a match taped from Nitro where Nash was the champion, holding the belt, defending it against him with no mention of Savage as the champion. It was then announced that next week, Savage will defend his belt against Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: show did 790,000
0: viewers, which is considered good for the station. It's actually more than twice as many viewers as WWF's Raw gets, because Raw's on Sky with far less penetration. That same night, as Worldwide got 790,000 viewers, Raw did 410,000 viewers, to Nitro's 300,000 head to head. So, more people watch worldwide than watch Raw and Nitro combined. Yeah, I, I it's, honestly and yeah. that show was shit. Well, that for, I remember for that an, for yeah.
2: anyone who, who can, oh. can sort of hark their mind back to the old, um, you know, pure West days of Batman and Robin, they'll uh, they'll get wired into that little tune. Having watched uh, yeah. worldwide,
0: pow, yeah. kablam, yeah, for the weapon shots. Yeah, so for those of you who who don't know or have you forgotten they aired this and I was so excited that oh my god wrestling is hot as this, it it's now on network TV you know it, I can show people what it is and this fucking st- this show stunk all these old guys throwing these fucking shitty punches oh, f- so fake looking none of it made any sense four was,
2: weeks behind
0: four weeks behind utter garbage and the next I remember the next Monday after this air this air on a Friday Monday People just ripping the shit out of WCW. This sucks. Why does anybody like WCW? And like, just watch the WWF. <laughs> the WS much better. I promise you, the WS much better than this. I'd be, I'd be. It was embarrassing. This show. Yeah, yeah.
2: I um, I'd be curious to see what the uh, second week's numbers are for the next timeline. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'll, I'll I'll try and get them. But uh, that is the way that things fall. As it ends here on the month of July in the Monday Night War timeline. So, final thoughts, fellas, on the, your thoughts on the month because uh, an interesting one in the sense of they 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 blew off the Vince Austin thing here. A new picture's gonna be painted as we roll towards SummerSlam. Triple H's getting the big shove. Rock still kind of being held in the pocket as they desperately try and get more heels over. Not working. um They're trying again with the Big Show here. The show kind of is what it is at a minute where we kind of know the pattern if you're a star and you're involved in something on top with Rock and Austin things are generally going pretty well because everything's hot yeah a bit, underneath a bit a th- and not so much
2: no there's 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 a, there's attempts to emphasise certain individuals I'm liking the test though like, I'll say that like the, the test storyline being one of them um, but the focus isn't quite there yet no, they're not giving any of these guys the, sort of, you know, the big heave yeah. ho when it comes to these pushes they're just sort of you sort of almost sort of dipping the toes in the water kind of thing mm. Um, obviously the, the main story on the WF side is, is how they now transition from Austin Vince which has carried the company for the last 18 months so uh, we'll see how that goes for those of you that don't know Austin Triple um, H is, is the big story coming up next um, but in truth the, the major or the only real talking point coming out of this month is the chaos and the demise of WCW. This month is so The walloping bad. <laughs> of WCW. And
0: it's only going to get worse, man. It's going to get worse from here.
2: You know when you talk about, I can't quite cast my mind back to the to the other uh, timelines that we've done to to know immediately off the top of my head. But I'm I'm, I'm just I just get this sense. You watched July. And we talk about all the we've talked about the problems that WCW had for really well over a year on mm-hmm. this stage yeah but it's, it's that sense of sort of you know that, you hit those sort of pressure points or the equivalent of like the, the dam where the water builds up and builds up and the pressure's there and I just get the sense with July with a, sa- you know, a savage title win even if it's only for a day Hogan back getting the belt again first day back yeah uh, f- the, the Rick Steiner involvement, the Sid involvement, Rick Steiner insane clown possible all that sort of the chaos of it all. It's that sense that this is where the dam broke. When you're losing by five, in some segments by five points, this is where the dam finally broke, and it's all just going to go to sh*t. Uh, you know, but well, it's already gone to shit But we're now going to end up with the wreckage.
3: <laughs> well, it is because, like, there are there is similarities between the two shows because the Russo elements of Raw with the flip-flopping mid-card storylines, guys wh- who are in seemingly infused with four guys at once <coughs> so one week they'll have a match and the one match with one guy will be promoted but then you have the crossover with the other guy and so there's always something happening but in juxtaposition a lot of it doesn't make any sense no. but it's held together by Jim Ross and the unwavering Fucking genius and brilliance of Steve Austin and this guy Rock underneath who's he's going to be something as well so we've got the things are stacking up it's interesting we're going to get, we come out of the Vince angle lots of question marks where can we go here okay so him and uh, sorry Steve and, and, and Rock are being kept apart so there's something there when, when, when will they come back together or when will be Rock's time that, that's an interesting element but Triple H is the one who's fuck He's going to get the... They, need, they
0: needed... They, 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 they needed need, him. They needed him. So they, they desperately need... So... But I mean, it's, it's quite damning that there was no one else even close to being... But at least they stuck to the guns. That, they, yeah. this thing. In hindsight, at least
3: they stuck to the guns. WCW would have just turned rock and they would have been... They would have been hit. Rock and Austin would have been feuding again yeah. by the end of the year. So... But it is yeah big question marks where we how where do we go forward from here? So the the Triple H experiment they need that to work because they have they're so fucking short top of heels. Um, how can they keep rock people interested in rock without by, by keeping them away from the title? Where's that going to go? The question mark of Vince and the overall direction. Test bubbling under. So there's something yeah. there. There's the feeling like the, the the low the low card is now getting a bit of identity. you got a guy like Edge coming through. Is any okay? Pretty irrelevant for all intents and purposes, but he gets a little reaction with yeah. the fact that people are connecting to him. Something there, there's something that might people might be able to gravitate to him one yeah. way or the other. He's not
0: draws, yeah,
3: exactly. Hardies are there. They've got there's, there's a spark to them, but again, they're being miscast in the minute. But there's something there it's, it's like a nice element to the undercard. Yeah. These things it's quality of the undercard, which we Dewey has been smoking, or in, had at least had the depth for so long. Now there's at least there's again that familiarity. Okay, we got these guys. Uh, filling up the the, the lower card, there aren't talented guys, but at least they've with identity now. It's, but you need to make stars, yeah. and the, the four guys have been on top for WWF for so long now. So it's a crossroads for both companies. But on the other side, they've been so fuck. They've completely blown their fucking wads of everything over everyone. It's just complete fucking chaos now. It's it's, Buk- it's, Bukaki it's Central. Bad. It's like what? the f- Yeah, exactly. This month. From one week to the next, it's a it's a fucking it's a shower of shit. It's a shower of shit, and it's yeah. So, but it's, so it's like every month, it's an it's an interesting point. But I, I agree with Carl. There's, it feels like something's broke this month because you've they've just offended fans of the baby faces on WCW side, so by flipping and, and, yeah. and flopping and or de-
0: we're fucking chewing Hogan now. Yeah the ultimate heel in WCW wanna, history uh, they
3: don't even give him Bill they tease him Bill and they take Bill away and they make Bill subservient to Hogan as well by standing there and pointing to him so w, this is a terrible month for w, WCW yeah this is awful Um but WWF themselves are a a crossroads and where can that, so It could could they rebound if WWF WWF falters can WCW rebound with something hot it only takes something hot god damn it that's true let's see
0: and that's- it is August
3: it's yeah. summer baby. Yeah.
0: It's time for things to heat up. I like you say, on the on the damn busting point, if you will. Yeah, I I mean, we've talked before about how May of this year looked like a complete different company to January. In, in in terms of vibe, in terms of the roster. The roster feels fucking awful now. With all these shitty matches on night too with these fuckers like Kenny Chaos and fucking you know, Ernest Miller and all these shlubs. You know, and it's like it's just such a sad state of affairs now. And like it's like no, the hope is gone. It feels like everyone's been soiled. <laughs> like, there's no one that you can believe in or like because everyone's been soiled. Goldberg's fucking hugged Nash earlier in the year. He's now budding up with Hogan who completely fucking dicked him earlier in the year at the, yeah. at the Dome. Why? Nah, is... stings teaming with Hogan now? Yeah.
3: So they're you your two faces. You've had the two faces you've been you've been fighting at the NWO or variants for the last couple of years. And they're just... It's irrelevant.
2: They're now pals with the uh, with the figurehead of the NWO.
3: You talk all you want about you know a a couple of years time, Vince shaking uh, Austin's shaking Vince's hand and what that damage that did. And WCW, the equivalent happens on a weekly basis. Yep. Yeah so that's what you fucking you talk about erosion of yeah, you, your fan base yeah and yeah. Um, belief in your faces no one even knows who your faces are anymore on this fucking show yeah it's Hogan who
0: is a dick yeah a well known dick yeah and not the kind of dick that Steve Austin or The Rock is no. where they, you like him, they're consistent this guy's just a flip flop pandering it's, it's, it's 180s clinging to relevance yeah. Hulk Hogan who we all know feels so out there yeah, and his now. act as well is that
3: he panders the crowd when it suits him and it's like been so it's seen through for so long
0: because yeah. The interesting thing with the WWF we talk about these baby faces in WCW it feels to me that anyone that you're excited about that you got hope for imagine this is actually a baby face in the WWF guys like test d DLO and that's the thing there's really no one on the heel side at all I mean it's like you actually look at if you actually put up a depth chart actually I think that did come out this month in, in the in one of the observers where it's like Taker Triple H Billy Gunn Jeff Jarrett boss man
3: technically China
0: China, China I guess China above all then yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, even Billy so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah and we'll see that as the timeline progresses because
0: indeed that does become a factor and I guess that's probably the best point to leave off as we uh, put a pin on the Midnight timeline for now but of course we'll be returning back for August of 1999 in the timeline as we roll towards SummerSlam the ascension of Triple H as it's uh, apparently planned gentlemen some more politics going on with Steve Austin uh, some interesting stuff with The Rock next month as well and of course WCW they just keep on rolling don't they they just keep, keep on, on rolling trucking. keep on trucking and lurching and they're heading towards road wild oh so at least they haven't got a pay-per-view buy. pay-per-view <laughs> pay too uh, <laughs> I think it's got a pay-per-view bike just then, to cap it off they don't have a live gate here yeah. <laughs> excellent so that sums us up for now I uh, hope you enjoyed listening as always folks we will be back again next week for Carl Jones
2: rap is crap
0: and for Kieran O'Rourke, crush him. <laughs> I think Kieran wins that one. That one's gonna get. That's that's gonna close the show. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you again next week.